All right, everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Absent Minded Podcast number five. Episode number five, yep. Yeah, there we go. I got it right. I almost said four at first, and I would have felt I, like when a I started real the goof. session, I typed episode four, and then the audition was like, Do you really want to overwrite that? I was like, Oh, fuck, it's yeah. episode five. Yeah, right. Oh, my God. Started from the bottom. Now we're here, I guess. Now we're still, we're not there. Just yet. two you know steps what? above no, the bottom. We're don't still, ruin, we're still, don't ruin this. We're still don't at the bottom, but we're okay. We're having fun. Yeah, I'm, it's good. It's a good time. <laughs> All right, guys, if this is your first time tuning in, this is a podcast where I get together uh, with my two uh, best friends and we talk uh, about video games, what we've been playing each week, t- dabble a little bit in the news. And uh, we have in the e- news in the news. And each week we have a, a subject we go over, which uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, video game music. But we'll talk about that later. Video game music or gaming in music? A little bit of both. A little bit of both? Yeah. All rock band. history and everything. All rock band. Rock band Rock band episode. Oh, yeah, dude, exactly. Bait and switch. We're going to talk about that one E3 where the the lead, uh, what was it, the head of EA whenever he was playing on stage accidentally paused the game. Oh, God. (laughs) $2.99. Why does EA still go to E3 at all? I don't know, man. My name is uh, Andrew Crandall. You can find me at uh, Andrew Loves Video Games. And over to my right, we have the man... The myth, the legend. I'm going to call him the producer, Ooh. Travis Stockton. How wow. you doing, buddy? Hi, everybody. Title dropping. Here. I like the term producer. What about like editor? I mean, look I'm at that. that, too. Yeah, he is that. What makes you the... I'm the Swiss Army knife of this bad boy. <laughs> I like that. I like the that. The Swiss Army knife? Uh-huh. Great. The, the human Swiss Army knife, Travis Stockton. <laughs> Over to my left, we have Mr. Seals Bourne himself, uh, Ethan Seals. Newbolt. I was like, Seals Mr. Yeah, Koreatown. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I kind of uh, definitely fucked that. It's the J, man. I don't like the Bjork J. Well, that's okay. Yeah, exactly. Like it. it's, it's weird. <laughs> it's not your gamer check. I hated whenever it was like Bjork came to like day for night uh, a few years ago and it was just like Bjork, 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 Bjork. That sounds like Bjork. That's That's the joke. All right, guys, let's go into uh, some housekeeping. So we are now officially live on CastBox. Yep. Yeah, so if... Which I had to do manually. I don't see... I don't know if I'm supposed to be telling Anchor that we're not everywhere that is listed on their thing yet. Because there's, like, a list of services they specifically publish to. Right. And after we got on Google Podcasts, like, no traction or anything else. Like, Apple Podcasts is still not working yet. Yeah, what I don't the fuck know why. is up with that? I've heard they've always been, like, notoriously difficult for them to, like, I, I guess, approve you or yeah, something. Yeah, which is weird because their site says, hey, you might be up in, like, three hours. No, that's If you're, like, some Hollywood celeb who started yeah. a podcast for the first time, you're I verified. guess. Otherwise, it's, like, seven to ten days or whatever, and then Anchor doesn't want you to even email them about them until two weeks, and that's, like, tomorrow. So if we're not on Apple Podcasts tomorrow, I'm going to find out why. I just want to let everybody know. Uh, dude, you got to write an angry worded email. I want to angry thing. about it. No, why would it be angry? We're not. We're just, we just want to know. We just we want answers. We could entirely episode, be my We're on fault. episode five. Gosh <laughs> darn it. And answers. we are not on iTunes. Yeah, we just, well, we just I want, want Tim answers. Cook's head. That's all we want. Just want answers. Yeah, Tim Cook, get at me. Yeah, okay. exactly. Mr. Let podcast, me know what's happening. I want to know why my podcast I know that there. you're in charge of all of the pod, specifically the CEO of the company, but also all of the podcasts. So I know Tim, Tim Cook. Mm-hmm. He's the one behind the keyboard, not letting us in. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. You know, Tim Cook. You know, people think Tim Cook's a CEO, but he's actually CEO. He just, team just podcast, podcast team head. Like, but uh, let's go into some corrections, guys. And you know what the fun thing is? We don't have any corrections because last episode 
fucking nailed it. Technically, I think we messed up a couple yeah, things on Neon Genesis. Pretty sure but- <laughs> there's a huge part where Travis was like, actually, this is what it was. Uh, sorry about that. But oh, yeah, we did, don't have to get into that. I did call out Ethan a couple of times. But oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I meant the other thing where you were talking about you told Drew about the black moon and white oh, moon yeah, corrections. Oh, yeah, right, yeah, right yeah, at the yeah. beginning. Too. <laughs> Ignore anything I was right or wrong about whether like I was whole, right or wrong. Whole episodes worth of more expounding that could have been done. Yeah. So we won't so, do that this week. Yeah. yeah. Come for our, we'll do Ava part two, maybe when, uh, the you know what? If you want yeah. real corrections, I, like, hit us up on Twitter. And... We'll get you corrections there after you follow us. Nice Twitter push. I appreciate that. Yeah, That's yeah, good. That's, yeah, that's yeah, what you yeah, gotta yeah. do. Really, uh, and then you can go to our Instagram and see what our faces look like and be like, that's the it. guy. Yeah. That's the guy. <laughs> hey, that's the guy with the voice of the thing. That's the guy on the podcast. You know, before we delve into the news, I kind of just wanted to talk about uh, what have you guys been playing recently? I want to talk about what you've been playing. Ooh. You're deep in that uh, Crash Team Racing. I finally got the message from you that you were like, that game hard. This game's breaking me or something. <laughs> oh, no, you said the really terrible thing that we all hate, that it was the dark souls of kart racers. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were, we were talking about that on, it was on like, Apex it was, the other night. And yeah, it just yeah. makes you really feel like Crash Bandicoot, you know? Yeah, man. You just in a cart. It just really makes fruits, you feel like getting that. blown the fuck up. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Crash Team Racing. It's been that game hard. It is very hard. Um, Cause I maybe only played it once or twice when it originally came out on the PS one. Like some demo station shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like some demo station stuff. I was uh, real familiar with the one level. Just one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, over uh, playing over at Funko land. Crash Team Racing, really difficult. It's got this crazy boost system that's way more difficult than like Mario Kart or something. Mm-hmm. It's like super, super technical and super like drift seven intensive. Seven different buttons you have to yeah, push all so, the time. <laughs> so to like do it, to activate like this boost system, you have to, you know, initiate a drift, which is typical, like jump and turn at the same time. Mm-hmm. But then in the bottom right hand corner of the screen, it has this meter that you have to watch. You have to get it, you know, time it right to get a boost. And you can do that boost three times. And if you get three perfect boosts, then you get it like a super boost. But also at the same time, you got it like if you're coming around some jumps. Turn. That's the hard part. It's yeah. like you're so focused on the <laughs> yeah, boost it's meter. so easy. And then you just miss all fucking, these tight fucking turns. Well, just thing too, just like, drift three times fight. and boost three times. Finally oh, yeah, get the boost. Also easy. jump at the top of, uh, and then jump you win at the, top the race of the jumps every and you get an time. Extra boost. Yeah. So that is so that you're also supposed to push the button in time with the jumps. To yeah. Get like an extra and that lift. gives you an extra boost as well. It's just too many things. It's so like boost and drift intensive. But also, and then you got your stamina meter. Then also, you got to save it. The campfires every once in a while. I like double you, dash. You lose your card every time you lose a race. Then you got to go back to where you lost your card. And get I think your Mario card Kart back, right? Eight for like DS was the last one I enjoyed. It's on the go. Now I have to say, Fuck like the both. first Mario Kart that came out on DS was amazing. Was that just Mario Kart? Yeah, I think it was just DS Mario Kart or? DS. Uh, but it was cool about it. Double oh yeah, that dash. was like that was like a launch. That was a launch. Yeah, time. it was a launch. Was double dash GameCube. Yes, or it was. GameCube, okay, yeah. mm-hmm. that's the last that's, one I really played. That's a lot. some good kart racing, right? There. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Uh, but no, also Crash. It's uh, I'm amazed at how fucking pretty it is. It mm-hmm. looks really good. I kind of the fur textures kind of bothered me. They didn't look. They didn't like. They don't look great. Yeah, I'm not too focused on the fur. I'm just more. I'm more focused on like the everything's core. moving really fast. There's they're a lot of motion. Of, blur. They're all made of fur. Yeah. Well, I'm not like focused on. It. I'm not sitting there like, oh man, the fur looks bad. Yeah. It, that's one thing. Yeah, the motion board's definitely got priorities. Be, it's more. It makes sense for it to be more aggressive because you're boosting, you're flying through the screen. Exactly. It's, it's to give you that sense of speed right. versus the actual, the remake of Crash Bandicoot 1, 2, and Warped, where the fastest motion board you're getting is like the jump. I understand. So you still land and it, it's high quality. It still doesn't work great. Stuff. 
It looks good to me. It, I think it looks beautiful, especially the if you put it up to like Mario Kart That's 8 or, or the, the late, yeah, 8 Deluxe on yeah, Switch. Yeah, it blows 8 Deluxe out of the water. Yeah, that one's running at 60 FPS at least, but also mm-hmm. I, I thought, was isn't, shocked. Isn't no, CTR not running at 60? It's 30. I had it's no 30? idea because the motion board is like that well done. Wow. I know because when we were first doing the test captures, yeah. I was kind of shocked at how good it looked. And I just chalked up that to it being 60 FPS. Right. But it's, yeah, I watched the Digital Foundry breakdown that compared all the platforms and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's 30 on every system. Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I, th- I find the level design to, do, to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, every level has a personality, has a feeling. Um, Tons of detail that yeah. they added. For, obviously, you couldn't render most of that shit out on, on a PlayStation yeah, 1. Yeah, that's, so. that's something that always keeps uh, flowing through my mind whenever I'm playing. I'm like, man, like, how did this look on the PS1 and, and like, just... That and like how dedicated they were to just like making this game look as good as good as it does. Yeah, I think that game and of course the remaster and then same with like the Spyro remaster mm-hmm. and stuff. Those are such good examples of like that's what separates a remaster from a remake. I think true. Where well, I guess well, a remaster about- from a better remaster because okay. it, it obviously you have to infer a lot of the art when you're scaling up something that was made for PlayStation mm-hmm. One. I think if you need an example of that, Final Fantasy VII didn't look quite as good as it looks in the remake trailers. Mm-hmm. They made a little bit of a graphical leap there. Oh, you from like the video where they show Just you like the, the city? Yeah, 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 where it's like all these little extra bells and whistles that yeah you're looking at it like oh man yeah this game was really fun on PS1 and it it's like it's more of a focused re- eye yeah that typical rose tinted glasses thing where you look back and you think that game you played on the N64 looked one way. And then you boot it up and you're like, man, Spider-Man looks like shit on this fucking thing. <laughs> all the cloud, the clouds are like two feet below you. And it's all mm-hmm. this whole city's covered in fog. But as a kid in your memories, you think, oh, that game was so it looked so awesome back yeah, then. And for stuff. Sure. it's these remasters are like that for real, where mm-hmm. it really is like they made it look like you remember it. Yeah, as a kid. exactly. The thing that kind of also blows my mind about Crash Team Racing is like, how they were able to make like this crazy intense technical kart racer when the racing levels in like one through three were easily the worst parts of those games, <laughs> you know, like God, any, any, any racing level one through three is just this horrible clunky goddamn mess. Yeah. But somehow they were just able to turn that around and make this. I think it could be an esports game. Like that's how competitive. CTR? Yeah, Oof, I really do. Maybe. I think it could be. The skill ceiling is definitely there. Yeah, it definitely is. I, I was going to say easy to pick up, hard to master, but shit, hard to pick up, hard to master. Yeah, you know? right. I know. <laughs> That's only like racing game in modern memory other than like the simulations, which I'm just really, I don't know fucking shit about cars, so I can't play any of the simulations Forza, and stuff. Forza Horizon 4 is fun. But that's a more arcadey yeah, one. Exactly. I mean, like Forza Motorsport. Yeah. Those no, are rough. fuck that. Yeah. But yeah, any racing game I've played in the last few years, it's like, it's not hard in the beginning levels and stuff to easily get like first place every right. time. I said Mario Kart 8 for DS. I'm sorry. It was 7. Ah. Just, yeah. I thought so because DS was uh, yeah. sorry. a Wii game. Oops. Or Wii U. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was going to say the cool thing about like the first Mario Kart that came out on the DS was you could have one cartridge and play with eight different people. Mm. That shit was amazing. Because didn't it use some sort of feature on the system where it, like, beamed the game to the other? Yeah. Like, through Wi-Fi or something? Mm-hmm. The ad no. Wi-Fi? Yeah, like, the local area network. That yeah, you yeah. Play with. Yeah, it was fucking nuts, dude. Like, that game was truly ahead of its time and just, like, playing with other people, mm-hmm. you know? But That's all the other games that had online multiplayer and stuff. Well, I mean... And the PSP, like, which also had internet no, play. Only that game. Yeah, had, had Resistance Retribution on PSP playing... 
wireless and ad hoc multiplayer. Nobody had a PSP. Yeah, Ridge Racer. I had a PSP. Ridge Racer Six, Shut up, a launch title for the PSP. Had yeah, Ridge Racer multiplayer. I remember seeing Ridge Racer for the first time in the PSP, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Just a shout out to that awesome handheld that was very forward thinking and mm-hmm. would, would not, the, not a lot of people the PSP or the Vita better. Vita PSP. Oof. Ooh. Yeah, as far as the usability of the system, like if I could get a, if you told me today Sony's making a PSP HD. It's the PSP, but every game is running at like the Switch's resolution or something. And the only caveat is you can't play any of the Vita games. It's only your PSP games. I'd be like, okay, that's fine. Give me that PSP HD. That yeah. motherfucker was awesome. Yeah, no, absolutely. Travis, <laughs> Travis loves. Didn't have a PSP. stupid back touch pad, which I still think is I, very dumb. That was the worst. It just boosted the cost of that system. It just quite and a it bit. never worked right. Yeah, and it the proprietary just, memory cards, of course. Even the touch sucked. screen was useless. Yeah, I'm all about that PSP life. That was definitely a. A killer handheld. Definitely. That was the biggest, like, holy shit moment. I didn't know that you could pack that kind of game into a portable. Because you got to remember, when that when the PSP came out, I think the DS had just come out, like, six months before, maybe. And the most graphically impressive game on the DS was Super Mario 64, which just looked like a shittier version of <laughs> Super Mario 64, 64. <laughs> on the N64. And then the fucking PSP... You're playing Ridge Racer 6 on there, Daxter. a version of the game that looks better than what was on PS2. Yeah, the Jack and Daxter games, the full-blown games ported to... Eight and, oh, wait, no. No, it was Daxter It was a Daxter game. Was a Are you sure that Jack and Daxter wasn't on Vita? I doubt we wouldn't know. No, oh, you're talking it, about the spinoff. Like it, what, yeah, okay. no, was yeah just, I was thinking of Jack and Daxter HD collection. Mm-hmm. That was on Vita. And was there it? was oh, there cool. was a really yeah. cool indie platformer. I'm trying to remember what it was. I think it was like Jack Grimm or something like that. The Jack I and Daxter that. game? No, no, no it's no, like no. this one where you played like Death's Son, mm-hmm. and it's like a platformer. Oh, Grimm Jr. Yeah, Grimm Jr. that's yeah. it. Thank you. Yeah. That was a cool game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or was it Death Jr.? It might have been Death Jr. Maybe something it was localized or something. Yeah. But yeah, you were like a little baby when you had a big scythe. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I want to say for the last thing to bring up uh, back to Crash Team Racing is like whenever I lost my fucking mind last night, because mm. I swear to God, I was it's I was facing this boss. I don't remember what his name was. So like one of the, one of the attacks in uh, Crash Team Racing is like a bomb. Imagine like a pirate cannonball. How do you have a boss in a racing game? I'll tell you if you just, you know, let me tell you. <laughs> Thank so, you. Good. Okay, so I'll go ahead and explain that. So, like, in adventure mode, it's it's like a typical kind of crash map. You have, like, you know, these uh, icons you go up to, and they transport you to the level or the track in this case. So you beat the certain number of races that you need to to activate the boss battle to get to the next area. So that's basically how the boss fights, or how to get to the boss fights. So with each boss battle, they they have, like, some sort of gimmick with what kind of weapons they toss out. So the weapons, there's like a TNT box that acts as like a mine. And so whenever you run into it, it gets on your head and you have oh, to. I saw that you in some to, gameplay video. I was yeah. like, oh, that looks annoying. It is annoying as fuck. <laughs> and so you have to you have to keep hitting the jump button to shake it off. Mm-hmm. And then there's like these little beakers. And uh, those oh, yeah. act those beep, act beep, as beep, beep, beep. <laughs> Yes. It's funny. The first thing that popped in my head was an actual glass beaker. No, that's yeah, what that's I said. What he, yeah, oh, that's what you he said the beep beep. I thought it was that's, a bird. But it's a joke. <laughs> no, he was saying the beep beep. He was saying the beep beep like uh, from the dude from Yeah, that's his name. But yeah, he, he meant a, uh, the oh, Muppets. Oh, the Muppets. Beaker, yeah. But yeah, it's, I think. It's Beaker. Yeah. Beaker. That's right. He was his beaker. name. That's me having very little familiarity with CTR. I was like, It's a double thing. Yeah. But yeah, in those actors. He puts out beakers. Yeah, in those actors like landmines or whatever. And so this particular boss that I was stuck on. 
his gimmick was that he was firing like these like cannonballs in, mm. at the, you know, out of his ass, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Seemingly from nowhere. Right. It's pretty much. And so you can't be like directly behind him because it's going to hit you, hit you, hit you, hit you. Yeah. And like two fucking hours I tried to beat this guy. Two fucking hours I tried to beat this guy. And just. The Dark Souls of it Sounds like racers. a Dark Souls boss. God, dude. For a fucking kart racer. And so, yeah, he just certain turns. He just automatically knew where to place the ball and I would run into it. And then, like, I swear to God, once you get hit, he has like three more coming right at you. And like, you just never. God, it's just fucking frustrating. One day. And even then, like, once you get in front of him, you have to hit all of the boosts. You have to hit all of them. Otherwise, mm-hmm. like your cart's not going to be fast enough. He's just going to run right by you again. But the thing is, is if he gets by you, you can't you can't drift and boost. Because yeah. like he's placing them in the in the path of where your cart would be when like it knows where you're drifting right it makes it so frustrating so you got to learn this you got to learn Deep this learning AI yeah almost like you have to memorize his mechanics yes and, and, yes and his moves the dark yes. souls of cart racers <laughs> yes I'll let you play I was it say after that this. over and over throughout no, the I episode I don't want to play that game it's too hard <laughs> no you, you no he's already okay. juggling his own dark souls he's yeah. got like no. three dark souls if we're, over if there. we're gonna do if we're gonna do like a Fourth of July stream where I play Bloodborne then you are gonna do a one where you play Kart Crash Team Racing okay <laughs> but we gotta get you that Bloodborne playthrough first <laughs> I want thirty um, percent of the trophies unlocked and then just want Ethan's got it's all about the trophies man you just want those trophies for yourself earn those, those trophies sweet trophies oh yeah. So, Travis, uh, what's been going on with you, man? What have you been playing? Uh, I'm still in the rabbit hole of Tales of Berseria. I've been yeah. still playing that. And about, I hit 30 hours when I so, saved before I got in the shower today. Uh, tell me a little bit about it. Uh, I know you were mentioning in the Slack, like, uh, you really like the voice acting in it. Oh, the voice cast is really, really good. But so is, is, it's just a JRPG? Like, how's the battle system Just work? a JRPG. Yeah, well, we talked that we dabbled on that a little bit during the E3 talk. Okay. It's, it's in the same Tales of Arise is the right. next game in the series. Okay. It's coming out next year. And yeah, Tales, I can't speak to the earlier games. And Ethan can probably verify if it's like Symphonia at all. But it's an action RPG, so you still load into battles and stuff. But you can see all of your enemies out in the open world before mm-hmm. you start the battle. And right. you can even like run around them or dodge them and stuff if you don't want to do fighting all the time. And the battle system is really neat. You equip different arts, which are like either your magic abilities or your combat abilities then you have like hidden arts, which are like finishers and stuff. Okay. And so there's this weird combo system involved as well, where you can use certain abilities to extend combos past where you would normally be able to use Tag them. Team abilities to yeah. get more bonuses or something like that. Not, not that so much as okay. like, think like kingdom hearts where it's like, Oh, you have like your basic attack is like a four hit combo. Okay. But there's ways if you know what you're doing to like cancel a move and then trigger a different combo and stuff like there's always that limit where the game's like, Oh, you can't do more than this many attacks in a row. Mm -hmm. And so there's a system in place for that, that you can extend over time and stuff. But it's, it's one where when I first started, it seemed a little basic. And then before I knew it, I'm like 20 hours in thinking, dude, these fights are really fucking fun. Mm -hmm. Just having to, it's got your typical thing where different monsters have different weaknesses, either elemental based or, like if if they're a winged undead or something, then you've got moves in your repertoire that are specifically going to trigger or uh, attack a winged undead enemy creature, or yeah. an undead enemy. And that boosts the attack damage and stuff. So it's all these little RPG mechanics that it's one of the better action RPGs I've ever played. I will say that much. Nice. It is Octopath, long. Uh, kind of has that a little bit, but I mean, in a more turn based thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that 
if you're turn based, you're automatically not an arc shark. Well, I meant, I meant, <laughs> which is like, uh, like what you were saying about uh, how certain enemies have certain weaknesses, and oh, that's just RPG. I mean, Pokemon's general, yeah. got that, man. We all know that water's going to beat fire. <laughs> that's why you always pick fire, and then you pick up uh, a Gyarados as soon as possible because you've got the water. I don't, I haven't played Pokemon in years. I don't know if there's still a thing, but yeah, so Tales is good. It's very long. It's a JRPG. It's super anime. Like, it's got, like, little anime skits and cutscenes and stuff. And if you're into that kind of thing, fuck yeah. Because that's why I like that and Persona and all that stuff. I feel like I'm nearing the end. I feel like I'm probably about 10 hours away. I'm definitely getting to the point where there are a lot of little skits and stuff that I'm just... I start it and I check Twitter. Or I check Instagram. Because they're just... Some of them... At the beginning of the game, is like, oh, you go to a new area. and Oh, there's a quick little skit mm-hmm. with, like, the uh, one other character in your party. And now that I've got six people in my party, everyone's got fucking something to say. And then I'll go into a new town, and it's, like, seven skits in a row. And I'm just like, okay, fuck. I'm just, like, hitting triangle. Yeah. The next one going. I, again, yeah. Updating Octopath had that shit. as well. And yeah. I'm just like, I don't care anymore. Like, Yeah, I still can't skip cutscenes because I feel like then why are you playing a long story JRPG? So I'm still watching those. Yeah. Let's get to the point where it's like, okay, I'm ready to like start tying this up. Yeah, I feel you. So Ethan, would you like to gush to us about Final Fantasy 14 Shadowbringers? No, I would not. Oh, oh. yeah. No, perfect. I, no, I would. Good deal. All right. So the news, guys. <laughs> oh, no, we're not. No, doing no, news. we're talking oh, about Shadowbringers. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> no, it's really good. Uh, like early access ends tomorrow. It officially launches on July 2nd. Um, I booted it up. Yeah, and didn't touch the start screen, but, and watch the opening but, movie. And it's oh, we already yeah. saw, and it's really good. But it's cool it, to have it like on your TV. It looks it's look, so much higher yeah. quality. Uh, I know did, the YouTube compression. I did look at that. Uh, the it's very nice. The music screen. is intense. It's, it's a really good track for that trailer. They did an amazing job. It's so good. Also, Stormbringers. I had never seen. Or is Stormbringers is the it? one with the monks in the the Storm monk and the dancer? Stormblood, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah oh, the sorry, Shadowbringer, Stormblood. So, so the te- fight where they're on so, the statue or so whatever. Technically, they're both <laughs> still the monks at that point because she's not using like throwing weapons, and that's I couldn't remember. There's a bard or a dancer class. Yeah, they're or something. both they're both like doing fists and stuff. And okay, yeah, it's it's a they're it's all a really cool. cool they're all really great movies. Like, that was the one I hadn't seen before because I'd already seen Heaven's Ward. Of but course, the tone the tone shift starts immediately from the first quest. It's the the voice acting is the best it's ever been, if not top notch in, in stuff I've seen. It, you really sense like emotion from the characters and, and it's so it's, could you give us or can you give me like a quick, I guess, story rundown to this point? I don't know if you could condense that. Maybe I don't in, know like, if I should. It's like a hundred hour base game. Yeah, it, the game's kind of 40 hour expansions. I didn't know if you could just give me like a general over over. Mm. Not without going too you much. Google a lore video. Yeah, there's yeah, a comic. Comic <laughs> historian has a great couple of videos on it, and there's also Ethan's the, like, well, the no first, clip. Let me tell you yeah. about 1.0. Yeah. <laughs> and then the no clip documentary is also that that covers a lot of. Yeah, I remember I started the no clip documentary, yeah. but I didn't. Get if you want to know That's the, one of the history ones. and stuff, you can definitely look into that. But the the new stuff is Stormblood, and now into Shadowbringers is just great. There's blood, like oh Stormblood, and it was it was. It, no, not storm like actual blood oh, in, in Shadowbringers, like early on, and it was like I was, I was kind of, I, I shocked a little bit. I was like, "Whoa!" Wait, did they add like blood to the animations or something? Or what are you talking about? No, like in the cutscene, there was like actual. Oh, there was okay. it was almost we're M rated. It now, was boys. almost gory, and I was really? like, "Whoa, that's pretty that's dark cool. for a fantasy." Yeah, thing. it was, it was dark. It's definitely dark. So something you hinted on, I don't, Shadow but I wasn't one hundred percent sure. 
So Yoko Taro is involved with the whole scenario, yes. not just like a certain quest line. He had major input in like the design of the raid, the 24 man, because it's based on near. Yeah. But yeah, he had storyline process and character development, like input and stuff with Yoshi P That's the whole cool. time. It's yeah. And you can see it. I haven't played near almost at all, mm. but I've seen other people play it. I've watched playthroughs. You feel it from the beginning. Yeah, because there's definitely some some weight and the, to so they a lot also, of his storytelling. They also changed the dialogue choices. You it's kind of different. Like the window is a little at the bottom. It looks more like a actual dialogue tree. Mm-hmm. Even though the the answer that they give you is the same regardless of yeah. your choice. You're not it's getting a different still, story, but, but it feels more immerse or yeah. immersive. It's one of those little yeah. things that makes you feel like you're playing your character and not you're playing yeah. a story that's it's already really been written. Good. I wish I could spoil some stuff for you, but it would be, no, I would, st- I'd be stealing an experience from you. I'll get so. there in like three years. So yeah. I should be done. With, yeah. I should be done with the other. <laughs> and two by then they'll have a couple and, more expansions. So. Shadowbringers. Fun stuff, guys. Get that shit. All right. Uh, so let's go ahead and jump into the news. So uh, first story we have today coming from the verge.com apex legend season two launches on July 2nd. Oh, that's tomorrow. Yes, yeah, it's tomorrow. Yes, it is. So it'll be out by the time everyone's listening. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh yeah. my God. That's yeah, so played, exciting for everybody. I played yeah. some last night to see if there was any like secret new changes in the last day of, you know, the first season. Mm-hmm. Not, not really. No. no nerfs. No, nothing. Ner- no ways complaining. No, no, no. Looks like they're character. saving it all for tomorrow. No, the yeah. only thing that changed is like there's that thing, the big the tower spire yeah. in the middle of the map. It's now spinning. Oh, shit. And then you see in the trailer that that's what collapses and causes the whole kind of chaos on the <laughs> island. And then the big like the big dinosaur things that are in the water have like switched directions and stuff. But that's. Yeah, but they've been spooky. doing that for a minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you wouldn't wouldn't really notice that, honestly, if you hadn't been paying too much attention. Uh, so with this new update, we get a new character named Watson. She is a an electrical based hero from the gameplay trailer. It looks like she can place like a force field electrical uh, traps. Yeah, electrical traps like around her and, you know, kind of lure people in, you know, maybe, you know, place a trap, use a Bangalore smoke, you slow know. them down a little bit. Yeah, they're exactly. electrocuted And then just fucking take take them out exactly and everything and travis i know you have the article pulled up here i know we get some new weapons if you could go into that a little bit oh yeah i'd love a list let me see it's a couple of new it's a handful of new ones i was gonna say first that there's a second legend that's coming (gasps) there's two legends coming in this update what not just one oh i called that shit nani yeah so this is a Boom. Let's see. I called that. That is so much more exciting. Like So here in the article, we have shown in a new season two CGI trailer drop that dropped today in which the oh, release fuck. date was also revealed. We see the map's giant repulsor tower topple, which is what you were saying, Drew, yeah. hinting that the island's defenses against the winged dinosaur-like beasts and the Leviathans have been disrupted. And then in parentheses, the culprit behind the attack, a character named Crypto, is believed to be the next legend to enter the fray at some point later in season two. Wow. So that's launch day, awesome. we get one character. Nice. But I, cause I think this was something that had already been data mined or something like the PC players got in there and dug around mm-hmm. in one of the newer patches yeah. and saw that there's a second character already in there. And then uh, there was also a leaked gameplay trailer that came out. Uh, I didn't watch that, but that's referenced hmm. here in the article of crypto. Uh, just another just it's, gameplay of is the crypto in the uh, the meet Watson trailer. Is that what you said? I'm yeah, sorry. he's in okay. the CGI trailer. Apparently, oh the CGI. Oh yeah, that is her CGI trailer. I see. Yeah. yeah, yeah, cool. That's uh, that's really that's that's double the excitement. Like I that's know, 
That's cool. I don't even have a, what's his, the cyanide guy. What's his name? I don't have any, I don't have any of the actual, no, caustic. I have, I don't uh, even have caustic unlocked. Uh, I have the speedy guy. I can't remember his name. Speedy. Oh yeah. Uh, what is it? Octane? Octane. Yeah, I haven't even yeah. played since Octane Man, I really out. should Because I missed all of season one. so fun. I'm hopping in for season two. Yeah. I'm very excited for that. These are the bigger changes I was hoping Three for. Three squad, man. As soon as Three I read squad. all the changes for season one and saw the rewards and stuff, I was just like, cool, I've got time to get back into 14 yeah. for a minute. Instead yeah. of like being like, oh man, I'm going to grind out 100 hours in season one. Like Season two is enough stuff where... And it's been a lot, a long enough time now that I'm excited to come back. Yeah, I feel back. like I wasted. I wonder if they're going to do like another Amazon Prime deal like they did with season one. I didn't know they did a deal with Amazon Prime. Well, it was just something where if you linked your Twitch account, then oh. you got like a couple free loot boxes. Oh, a, yeah. Because you skin. saw, you got the skins. Yeah, I saw yeah. those. those Which cool. is, st- I, at least the last time I checked, it was just like gone for some reason. No, they're back. Really? Oh, no, they fixed I've that. Seen them it was like okay. disappearing out of a bunch of people's libraries. Jesus. Uh, they're also getting new midair emotes. Yes. Yeah. During the, so the drop in. Cool. Which I saw a great meme of that where it was just like uh, a picture over somebody. Oh, yeah, SpongeBob and Patrick. It was like EA and somebody. Oh, yeah, you said it. It was like, oh, God, shit. We got to write this down. We got to get this (laughs) into Fortnite. Write that down. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then, yeah, we have an all new weapon in its own unique category. And. Oh, it's it's a completely unique weapon. Yes. So it has its own ammo type and everything? Presumably. Well, the ammo type might be the same just because there's like you have a sniper that takes energy ammo. You have a sniper that takes. Is it? It's not ammo. like a new uh, yellow weapon, right? Like, no, the, it just, like, this just says th- there's not a whole lot of details. Right. Right. Out right. Cool. That's man. That's you still, can probably find. I'm sure there's someone who's written yeah. a huge write up on like the Apex <laughs> Legends subreddit looks, or something. Yeah, that's that's uh, and this doesn't go over any of the new attachments or anything like that. But just a lot of new stuff is coming. This looks like a better update than season one for sure. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Like yeah. I, said, I feel like I wasted my season one pass. It, I didn't really use it that much. And oh, so I, you, did you buy it or did I you did? pay with the, the end game earned credits? Mm, that way I'd have to look and, and see, but I think I did give them a little bit money because I enjoyed the game and I felt like I, I just, well, and you didn't buy the two characters like we did. No, or at least no, I did. I, I, I think I paid 20 bucks and, and I bought one character and, and the season pass. And then that was it. Gotcha. Yeah. I have literally put no money into it. The only thing I ever did was good for you. Uh, the, the Twitch thing. Yeah. Um, good for you. I mean, come well, like now loot box conversation. No, I did the $20 I pack as well, because that was the thing where we played for like three days straight. Yeah, I was we like, had a lot of fun. Yeah. Was this like, is one where it's like, I would have, Paid sixty dollars for this game in the store and been happy yes. with what they have here. Right. So respawn, here you go. Here's a little more than welcome to pay for your trouble. Yeah, but no, I ain't getting but caught yeah. in the loop. I mean, now that season two is coming out, I mean, like I've been playing this game a bunch. I mean, me and you have. Like, I'm definitely gonna buy yeah. it. Like, when, when we talked about E3, we I think me and Andrew both agreed we wanted map changes, characters. Yeah, y'all got everything. And I, weapons. I called out two characters. You did. I mm-hmm. said I didn't think they would do two, but we got two. Boom. At the last day before season one, uh, before season two, that yep. I mean, clutch, clutch character reveal <laughs> came in clutch respawn, came in clutch came so in clutch. A lot. That's that's. I'm glad that they're keeping this game going, and I'm glad there's lots of good stuff with it. Yeah, dude, for the future. Yeah, absolutely, dude. I think they. I hope they like take it. You know, um, like when we were talking about our E3 predictions a while ago, like the Rainbow Six Siege route, where they're hoping to add like you know 100 player characters. Yeah. Right? I'd That's like to see that. I'd like to see doubles That's or quads on top of the three-player thing. Definitely. That would yeah. take a lot of rebalancing, though. I, I, I'd like to see some LTEs. Would you want... Limited time L- events. Would you oh, want... Oh, yeah. I hate those. I hate missing out. Those, would you want a actual solo 100-player battle royale for it? Yeah, I would. No, because that, that's what I'm saying is like, a, I, don't, I don't think we'll ever see solo. Because, again, the balance issues right now, like your team is built 
right, around for the a fact team. that yes. three people that are going to fill just each like, other's weaknesses. It's true, just yeah. like the other night when me and you got locked in a room with a caustic grenade. That was that our was, own that was fucking so fault. Stupid. That was our own goddamn I did fault. that. I was, you had a heel bot. I was like, ooh, heels. And we just got locked in there. We literally got like day one owned, you know, when you saw like that game <laughs> come great. out and they were just like, uh, oh, people posting on Reddit. These noobs, yeah. watch, me, watch me pwn these noobs. Now, limited time modes, kind of like how they have the arcade mode in Overwatch. I think that might work okay, where it's like, Every once in a while, you can jump into a mode that's. Well, they have the maybe Apex fifty players elite? and then but solos. No, mode. but that's different. Apex Elite is more for that's that's just like competitive. Yeah, I mean okay, in Overwatch yeah. they have like because they have a similar problem in Overwatch or at least they did where it's like it's the same thing. Like if you put a healer class up against a tank, tank's almost always gonna be able to take them down just because of the way the game is balanced yeah. currently. Because you're meant to make up weaknesses, it's you aren't playing six healers on your team. There's only like four healing classes or whatever. So you, mm-hmm. you have people that fill in those weaknesses. But they have the arcade section where you earn a different type of loot box, I think, or like loot boxes after every few games or something. You have to, you can win. But they have the different game modes. I think there. you can win three loot boxes in a week through arcade mode, and it, you have to get like, it's like three one every three each. games or yeah. something. Or one every, every three, three wins. wins. Yeah. yeah. Down the line, I'm... I just think it would be quite a ways out before they add anything that's fucking with dropping people out of your team just because the game right now, they're still doing work on getting it balanced right? with just the three people teams. Mm-hmm. And think of how often you say, fuck me, when like one person disconnects from your Apex squad like, and you're like, dude, this is going to be terrible I think it now. happened like two or three times last well, night. Well, I mean, honestly, if that one person dies, Is the networking usually... still kind of weird? Like, is it still people dropping out sometimes? Have y'all had like major crashes since y'all been playing last? crashes because there were still a few times where i had at least a few experiences where i'm just like in the lobby the game starts and then for some reason i something hitches and then i load into another game without you guys or something no No, i will say sometimes i do notice uh depending on who our third is uh we we do get lag yeah Yeah. or maybe like in the loading those are the network issues i mean maybe in the loading screen uh it'll just show the two of us but our third party member is there and just not until See, we actually get into the game. That was another one that was weird for me where, yeah, you come in and it's like, Oh, my timer's up to even pick my character. Cause yeah. I loaded in so late and then mm-hmm. we're still busting in. See, those are the things I'm like, mm, I know y'all may hand over fist money. Like the first couple weeks <laughs> of this, like do some bug fixes, like get some of the technology, right? And maybe we'll see that with the release. Could be. Yeah. Holding out hope. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so uh, next on the list, EA access is coming to PS4 on July 24th. Fuck. Yeah. Woo. I'm excited. I don't know I don't, what this is. See, that was some BS response from you, Drew, and then Ethan. You never know what it is. Nope. Not unless I really am excited about it. I, I mean, look into it. I had EA access for Xbox. I never touched it. Well, can you tell? Really? Me, can, yeah. we, can we tell Ethan what it is? Yeah. So EA dumb, dumb access. It's a. It's. They were kind of doing the Game Pass thing before Game Pass was on. Did Xbox. you say EA is attached to it, and I'm EA automatically the, yeah. So EA yeah. access. I know. I know. We all hate EA. Pitchforks. Well, oh, you guys just mentioned earlier. Why is EA even at fucking E3 anymore? What did you, What did you guys say? Oh about? yeah. I mean that that's a reasonable question. That doesn't yeah. mean I hate EA. Oh, I don't hate it as much like as everybody there's else. A little bit. Of they're kind of shitty. EA. No, it's just they're. they're you can make his joke. Jesus. Sometimes all those conferences oh, are shitty. Personally, I don't know why anyone's at E3. So that's a whole different. But I still that's love. That's a different. I still love Microsoft and Sony, and I love that Sony was the know. first one that was I like, still "We don't have need a this. dream to go to E3." Nah, your dream should be to go to PAX, dude. You would have. We would have way would, more fucking. Oh, fun I would, I'd PAX. love to go to PAX too. Or Sandy, oh, I'd, I'd rather go to San Diego like, Comic Con. Anyway, yes, so EA please. Access is a subscription plan. It's five dollars a month or thirty dollars a year. So fifty percent savings if you want to pay out the whole mm-hmm. year or whatever. It's less than five dollars a month. But it's a Game Pass similar thing where they have like a vault of EA games and. So it's every you make that face 
the whole Mass Effect trilogy, as well as Andromeda, uh, the Skate series, which was dope, all the SSX games. So uh, I can listen to the SSX Tricky soundtrack over and over Yeah, again. you can just leave it on the fucking <laughs> start oh my menu, God, dog. I yeah. totally forgot. Fuck they have yes. SSX Tricky. Yeah. And yes. SSX 3. Yeah. Sold. Oh, See, now, you start digging into the catalog. Now I might go back. You remembered. Now I might go back. When you've been a publisher <laughs> oh, since shit. the dawn of fucking yeah. video games, you've got a couple of back catalog fucking things Activision. people are interested in. Yeah. So, dude. SSX Tricky Sold. Man. And that's just the and fucking SSX 360 3, games, dude. dude. What else you got? Holy so, shit. Well, it, <laughs> again, so it, it's almost like their whole back catalog, and then they re- they add new stuff to the vault. Like when an EA game comes out, around six months at the earliest is what I've seen, but usually no later than a, a year, new releases get put on there. So, like, oh, so it's like a Battlefront 2 updated. is on there. Yeah, they're always adding. That's Battlefield cool. 1 just went to EA Access. And again, it's one of those things where if if you don't already own some of these games, like some people were just like, Ooh, I'm a battlefield guy. I already have battlefield one. There's no reason to subscribe to this program. Cause I'm not going to play these older games or whatever, but on Xbox, it's a particularly good deal because you have all of these backwards compatible Xbox one and Xbox, the actual Xbox one, the original <laughs> the yeah, OG just, Xbox. Just, That's the only like way a, you could do it. You got to write it out. Xbox. Yeah. The old Xbox One, not uh, the new yeah. Xbox One S or X. The Xbox it, One OG. Microsoft's terrible at names. Anyway. <laughs> I love that meme where it's just like one Xbox and one Xbox One X or something like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just all the names. It's like, oh, yeah, it's wordplay with it. But so all the old 360 games, for the most part, are on there. And then also tons of the current gen stuff. So your your Battlefields, uh, again, your, the new Mass Effect game. Dragon Age, all that, all those series that are published by them. I think even The Sims Four is on EA Access now, so it's it's definitely a great value on Xbox. Little less so on PC because they have Origin Premier and Origin Access, which is the same concept but the PC side. So obviously different library. If it wasn't if it's was a game that never came to PC, you can't play like the three like you can't play Skate Three on the PC version. And then now it's coming to PS Four. It's always good to have options. It's just that this is not quite the same value on PS4 for the same reason. You immediately lop off the whole Xbox 360 PS3 generation because PS4 plays PS4 games. Right. So you can't subscribe to this and then go play Mass Effect remastered like you essentially can on Xbox One with all the 4K enhancements and stuff. So it's a little weird to me. Like They can't price it less than $5 a month, obviously, even though there's like less content. It almost makes more sense to maybe do like, say, oh, 15 bucks for a year or 20 bucks for a year instead and just not even charge the monthly right. like move mm-hmm. to a three month plan or something. Right. Maybe add like something on your PlayStation Plus. Yeah. Like some people were tossing around the idea. It would never work just because the way the systems are set up. But that if only they could offer the EA games that are on PlayStation now in the program, too. Right. And then like it, like while you're sub to EA access, you yeah. get this small subset of PlayStation now games. So then you can at least stream like, the PS3 games. Because those are the PS3 games, right? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah exactly. But that just won't happen because yeah, that's well, profit sharing <laughs> with Sony and you're using Sony servers and blah, blah, blah. There's no way that red tape Sony would ever be crossed. Sony like doesn't share. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, it's cool that it's coming. It's going to be great for... I always say that these programs are great for new console buyers because like day one, instead of hunting down deals, buying a bunch of a $60 library. games. Yeah, five bucks and I get to just play any like any of 50 games now or whatever like day one see what i like buy what i want i know this also gets you like 10 to 15 percent off of new games when they come out and then they also have the full game trials so like when 
the new Battlefield comes out or whatever, you can play like the full multiplayer you know, like, and campaign and everything for 10 hours or whatever time that they lock, let you play it. So there are benefits. It's just a little less appetizing on PlayStation. Right. But also something sense. cool to have this paperwork all done for when PS5 comes out because then suddenly that 360 game issue is not as big. Right. Because now PS5, same deal, five bucks a month. Ooh, I've got all these cool older PS4 games that still look great. And I've also got the trial for Battlefield 17 or Mass Effect. We're not going to fuck this up again. Or, like, you know, <laughs> like all the, you'll get the trials for the new games and then the old access games. So, yeah. yeah, like you said, it's good to have options. Yeah, choice is always a good thing. Absolutely. So, PS Plus games for July are Pro Evolution Soccer 2019 and Horizon Chase Turbo. I saw the pictures and I thought it was FIFA. Well, then I was like, there's no fucking pro, way. Pro Evo has always PS been. PS is a big popular it series. Is. It's a good soccer game. It is. It's always been It's always been like FIFA Pro Pro Evolution. You um, know, I didn't think about this when I put these games down. Are you excited for this as a big time real life soccer player? Well, you know what? Going I, pro? Uh, uh, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't see it till just like now. And I, because. Uh, I you gotta I, play I, it is what I guess what I'm asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, was that no, a yeah? I'm gonna play it or <laughs> no, yeah? I'm, I'm not gonna... touching this with a ten foot pole, but no, no, because I because I've been kind of wanting to play like a soccer game again, mm-hmm. but I don't want to fuck with FIFA and go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, that money. Uh, and pro pro evolution, you know, I've been playing those games since like the PS2 era, and they're always compatible with mm-hmm. FIFA or better. You know, half or most of the time. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> that's a big gap. Yeah. <laughs> 50% of the time, yeah. it's better than FIFA every time. <laughs> I didn't fucking... know you were a soccer fan, Drew. That's funny. K- Caitlin's a huge soccer fan. Oh, he oh, plays soccer. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, I grew up playing soccer. They have, my whole life. Her family has like season tickets to Dynamo and stuff. Yeah, so do we. I've been to those oh, well, games. Oh, we used to when my parents still lived here. But... Those fuckers. How Man, dare that's... they move to Oklahoma and not promise to keep the soccer <laughs> season passes coming? No, Can we get some right. points on that board? Um, that's all I'm saying. But. <laughs> Uh, now that I know it's on uh, PlayStation Plus, I'm definitely going to download it and check it out because, uh, yeah, I've had that itch to play a soccer game for a minute now. Yeah, these games that I read them was kind of a meh month for me. Yeah. What was the other one? I'm sorry. Uh, Horizon, Horizon Chase Turbo. Yeah. So it's- I think it involves cars. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. What I gathered from seeing Turbo. the image yeah. on the, the, the blog post. Sure. Not exactly a AAA game, but <laughs> those are still fine. I mean, it's just funny. I was... Thinking, ooh, man, this is the first month in a while where I didn't own both the games that they're giving, and now mm-hmm. it's a month where it's like, I don't give a shit about either of these. We're just, <laughs> this is the tail end of the generation, folks. We've given away all the good ones that we could afford to give away. And let's hit the back catalog. And this, these, these are both new games. That's 2019 on the end of that Pro Evolution Soccer. Oh, so is this exactly launch date or new. is it? No, I think it's, I think it's been out for a little while. It's okay. like car models, you know, they put 2019 out late last, last year. Last month I think. was really good. It was, but I, I, I own like Rocket League. I own Sonic Media on Switch, and then what was the other game? The Surge? No, it was something good. Borderlands. Handsome yeah. Collection, yeah, yeah. But, which I fucked up and bought like I on sale. I didn't know like either bucks one or whatever. of those. Yeah, those are both really <laughs> so it's, good. That, that is a very those good are month. Great yeah. gets for me. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That was a month where we're just like, ah, oh, fuck, I own both of these. Yeah. It's nice to have Sonic Mania on PS4 now, but well, I haven't even. I tried it playing yeah. Sonic yeah. Mania. Like I downloaded, it, I tried playing it on here, and like I remember, I got like 10 minutes into it, and I was like, I really wish I was playing this on Switch. Oh, fuck you, bro. Oh, yeah, God, I don't know. I just what? really like. I don't know. I just it felt more like a Switch game to me. Nintendo murdered and devoured Sega's body. Okay. Sega. How dare you play a Sonic game on a Nintendo platform? You get to play your Sonic Olympics or whatever, or your, <laughs> your Sonic, Sonic versus, versus Mario. Oh fuck. Olympics. I forget. This is 
versus Mario game. Where's Sonic versus Crash Bandicoot on that PlayStation? That's what game. I want. Yeah. And it's not Olympic Games. It's something cool like Sony skateboarding and tagging. Yeah, or yeah, at the X Games. Curling. Sonic versus Crash BMX. That's Sonic versus Crash. That would Russian be Sonic and Crash at the X Games. Yeah. So Xbox Live games with gold titles and uh, for July announced. Inside in Castlevania Symphony, uh, Symphony of the Night uh, announced among them. Yep. Which, yep. Uh, Which one's inside? I have no idea what inside is. <laughs> inside is a indie game by the same people that did... Fuck, I'm going to have to fucking pull this link up Buggity. and start that over because I totally am blanking on who did Inside. Play Dead is the name of the studio. Play Dead Studio or just Play Dead? Play Dead. <laughs> Clever. Limbo. That's their other game. Oh, Have you heard of Limbo? Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Okay. That, that was like one of the first indie games I ever saw for like the 360. Yeah, and so that and it's a similar, the art style is very different, but similar gameplay mechanics where it's like a side-scroller puzzle platformer where you have small environmental puzzles to solve a lot of uh-huh. times and fairly simple platforming. And then the puzzle is just like basic, my path is blocked, how do I make these things work the way I want to and like get across an obstacle or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, both have very cool art styles and inside, if I recall correctly is a lot of like, it's almost got like a noir kind of vibe to it because it's, well, cause that's your what character's always in too. shadow or maybe I could be mixing up the two then. No. Oh I yeah. Want- Limbo is the more black and white one almost. Yeah. But I want to say, I think I've seen videos. Of I think this. inside has more color. Okay. But I want to say it still kind of retains that kind of, focuses on the way it still kind of retains that black and whiteness, but yeah, it's a little bit more color and depth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I forget. Cause that was when I had, it, you could sit down and play these games in an afternoon. Like if you just sit down and you don't get stuck on puzzles or areas too long, easily like maybe four hours or so total for these. So definitely sit down one sitting kind of games, but that one's really cool. And then, uh, yeah, of course I don't have to tell you what Castlevania symphony of the night is, uh, Classic. or, or do I, even? So who no, what now? Fuck no. you. You know, I was about to say, we <laughs> talked great, about Requiem when that great, came out. Yeah, game, we were both yeah, excited yes. for Requiem. Yeah, so that, that's an awesome one that they're throwing in there. Oh, yeah, I beat the first half of Symphony of the Night, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah it was that's great. Tough, it was fun to game. play. Very fun. Yeah, that's, we're always talking about Metroidvanias on here. That's that's the original yeah. Metroidvania. Yeah. Uh, the other games were Big Crown Showdown, which is just is that a the, fighter. No, it's it looks like a puzzle game with like knights Oof. and okay i don't know it looks weird i don't know okay. and then we got meet the robinsons nice based on the hit like disney the, movie oh <laughs> nice for the it's an xbox 360 one yeah so yeah i remember actually watching that on netflix like I back in college that one, actually watch that be one of those games where it's like every once in a while there's like a really good like movie tie-in movie game. tie-in platformer thing mm-hmm. and everyone's like no nah, dude this is like as good as toy story on the ps1 okay like, you're gonna want to play this game of the annabelle doll at the bottom of the ocean and and uh, beat the robinson in aquaman what what is aquaman Aquaman. Where did that come from? Just that my was br- weird. Just my brain. <laughs> well, thank you. Just talking about weird tie-ins. I don't know. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So first Halo MCC or Master Chief Collection Insider Flight for PC released includes Halo Reach Tip of the Spear mission. I do not know what this is. You, is the, the, you didn't even click. Nobody. Is that the whole that name off. of the thing? Uh, Halo Master Chief Collection Insider Flight? Yeah, so uh, let me break that down. So Halo, 
first person shooter series originating <laughs> on the Xbox. Master Chief Collection. No, I get that part. Well, what's a collection of, of Halo things? one through four yeah. remastered for the Xbox One. And coming Insider PC is Microsoft's term for beta testers where you can sign up for their preview programs okay. and get early access to either certain programs or games or updates. You give them feedback, test for bugs, that kind of thing. Very cool program if you don't mind shit breaking. I feel like that should be in parentheses. Flight is specifically 343 Industries' name for specific programs initiated in the Insider Preview Program for that publisher. Right. I feel like or that developer. Well, that's why I can just throw it out there. It's all coming off off the top of my head. I don't need no damn article to pull all this it's out. It's like tip of the speed. So, yeah, essentially these are just little beta tests. Uh, Master Chief Collection is finally coming to PC. That's been something that was rumored for a long time ago. Yeah, I'm actually pretty excited. Recently got for that. announced. Yeah. And then they said, as part of their, like, we want to do this right the first time initiative, very much unlike how the game launched on Xbox One when it was basically broken. They are slowly releasing the games one at a time. And Halo Reach, which is the a brand new part of MCC, this was not part of the Xbox version. It's not out on Xbox. They said they wanted to start with Halo Reach. And this is the. Just one mission, tip of the spear, limited time beta to let, I think it was only like 10,000 people in and download this and just test it out, see how it's running on various yeah. machines and things like that. After, from judging from their history, these first flights, everything starts moving really fast after that. So within the next couple of weeks, we might see a couple more flights go out where it's maybe either a couple other missions or specifically a multiplayer focused flight. And then eventually it'll be just like a full beta version of the game, multiplayer and campaign included mm. with more people in the test each time. And then we'll probably see Halo Reach come out, I would guess, by November at the most, according to that timeline. So and that the last bit is just me guessing just based on the history that they've had with other flights like this for other games. That'll be interesting because I never did play Reach and I've heard that. Oh, Halo Reach is awesome. Yeah. It's a very good send off for, mm-hmm. for Bungie. Specifically, and then also just Halo in general. How many more news pieces we got here? Just like three or four. But the only thing I was going to say is, I guess, uh, games for Google Stadia will be full price, which I'm not really surprised by that. Did y'all see anything? I don't know how much everyone's been keeping up on the Google Stadia stuff. I don't. That's not my I know it's it's PC, so I know it's going to cost like 120 something dollars or something like that. The Founders Pack is 129. Yeah, that's like a Chromecast Ultra, Mm -hmm. the Google Stadia controller. And then three months of Stadia Pro, right? Uh, which is the subscription side that gets you up to like 4K. Is this just Google FPS. Steam, basically? Well, it's all streaming. Yeah, it's is the thing. Oh, okay. So you really didn't know anything about Stadia? No, really. Okay, that's I, why I, I don't curious. have a PC. It's not. It's you don't, you don't need, need a PC. A PC. Oh. That's the whole point. What would I see? This is why we yeah. had to have what this I, conversation. What would I played on. So the way that Stadia works the is Chromecast. You have a Google servers in the background, oh. kind of similar to PlayStation Now, where they have like yeah, server racks and stuff. Streaming, yeah. The game runs on a Stadia instance, which is like basically a remote console. It's located sure. somewhere else. Supposedly, the box is supposed to be like more powerful than Xbox One X and PS4 Pro. So just means higher quality settings, maybe higher frame rates, shit like that. But the whole idea is it's all streaming to your TV, your phone, your computer, your laptop, whatever you want, because you're the game is being rendered on the server side. Mm-hmm. So you can. Yeah. Even if you have a little, even a little rinky dinky Chromebook like Ethan's got, they can't run solitaire at 30 FPS. <laughs> you can still basically hey. it's like right in Google Chrome. You pull up a tab, you go to whatever the stadio link ends up being. Uh, they had a test of this last year called Project Stream, where they had the full retail up. version of Assassin's Creed Odyssey 
in wow. a Chrome browser. That's at 1080p, 30 frames per second, because that's how fast that's Odyssey works. And I, I was in that prod that beta and I tried it out, and it was as simple as plugging my Xbox controller into my USB port. Google Chrome immediately recognized it, and I'm controlling a Assassin's Creed Odyssey in my browser window at 1080p wow. 30. Yeah, that's crazy. And my internet's not great. Yeah. I complain about this a lot. And even at that, like, I was just at the tail end where it was a, a reasonable looking 1080p video stream. You're too dangerous. Better than. Powerful than internet <laughs> yeah, right. They got to kind of hold me. They got to put a <laughs> bottleneck in there somewhere. Or it'd be running wild out there. Uh, it looked better than like a 1080p YouTube stream, which is decent because YouTube's getting kind of crappy. Mm-hmm. But this full version scales up to 4K, 60 frames per second, HDR for games that support it. Uh, I know day one, like Destiny 2 is going to be on there. Yeah. Uh, the new Doom, Doom, Doom yeah. Eternal will be on there. Ooh, that's actually something I'd really like to play. Baldur's Gate 3, which I don't know if y'all know much about Baldur's Gate, but that, that that's a big deal announced. that like yeah. that's launching on Stadia. Is, like yeah. the fact that they got that is going to really make the PC, not the nerdy PC it's not guys. <coughs> exclusive though, right? I don't know if it's a launch exclusive or if it's, it's got to be coming to consoles. I don't know if it's going to Steam day one or mm-hmm. anything like that. I got to I think this is like an exclusive window thing. Like they get it launched first. I think yeah. so, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then this whole thing launches in November, I believe. They haven't put an actual date, but it's November this year if you get the Founders Pack thing. And that's the other thing too is you can play it on your computer if you wanted. Uh, supported Google phones, like the Pixel series will work with it as well. It so I could probably that. download an app on my TV and do it through there. So on TVs, you have to have a Chromecast Ultra, oh, okay, which is like that little, little streaming box that it. they have. And they're including one of those in the founders. Like pack. an Apple TV sort of. Yeah, essentially. It's but literally like a little circle that hooks right into your USB. That's still cool. They work great. Yeah. That's still pretty cool. That, I, feel, like, I would feel I safer with first, that. Like, yeah. Not safer, if anyone but. doesn't have a console or like a smart TV with like all the apps that they mm. want or something, and they were like, ooh, how do I get something that's going to run everything on it. Cause it even works with Plex. There's a Plex client for Chromecast. Wow. Uh, so that's what I would tell them to get. I was just like, dude, just make it easier on yourself. Get a Chromecast ultra. And so that's, what's going to be hooking your TV up to this service. And then I think for the Chromecast, you, you have to buy the Google controller. I don't think for that you can just use like a PS4 controller no, or an yeah. Xbox controller. <laughs> I think you have to uh, use their own controller. Yeah, but on PC, you. it takes any USB device. Oh, and same with your nice. phone. If you have one of those uh, USB on-the-go cables or whatever, mm-hmm. and you any way you would normally connect a, a controller to your phone, that'll also work for Stadia on there. Uh, so that's nice. very interesting. And then the point of this news article is that people weren't sure how this was working as a service. If it's like more like Netflix or Game Pass where you subscribe and you get a library of games, that's not the way it works. They are selling games at full price, just like if you went on the PlayStation Store or Steam. And if you want to play Doom Eternal, you go on, you pay your $60 or whatever it is if it's on sale. So I don't have to pay for things I don't want. Yeah, and it's in your Stadia library. Okay. But I also think because you're saving so much money on not having to buy like an actual console that like it makes sense for them to charge for games. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I think it's mostly I think there was just they had to get out in front of this because the narrative they didn't quite clarify and everything these days is like dark souls for cart racers. Like you're looking for the (laughs) easiest way to explain the concept to somebody. And when someone says Netflix for games, that gets the idea across that this is a streaming thing. It's not a download the game and then play it Mm -hmm. idea. But when you say Netflix for games, what you really mean is like, the iTunes store for games where it's like, Ooh, I'm paying Apple TV. I'm paying for my, you're, my iTunes 4k movie. And then it's streamed to me. Yeah. You're essentially you're buying you're the movie games on prime even video. Streaming is too 
for the layman. Yeah. So, so like yeah. it's they finally stepped out and were like, no, we're we're charging sixty dollars. It's the full game experience you'd get anywhere else. So it makes sense to us that we're charging the same as our competitors and blah blah blah. And then they do have a free version for Stadia itself though, where it's up to 1080p video quality, and that's free. You don't pay a monthly fee. If you want Stadia Pro, that's ten bucks a month, and, and that that gives you the 4K HDR and like 5.1 surround sound and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And then apparently too with Stadia Pro, they haven't really clarified how this will work or what the frequency is. But every once in a while, you will get free games for your library for Stadia Pro. So like the so first like a PlayStation Plus or yeah, and then the first one is Destiny Two the collection. Okay, so you get the whole Destiny series Which collection. Uh, I think it's two. So everything up till Shadowkeep, I guess. No, I would no, because Destiny include... Two the collection doesn't include that one. That was the one that uh no up until like you would get everything. Before. No, it's like the one before that. Uh, Forsaken. Forsaken. Forsaken's oh. not part of the collection, oh, okay. I don't think. I'm so not you, I might be wrong. Right. I could I will I'll tell you I'm gonna preempt <laughs> and be like I'm not hundred percent sure, sure yeah. on that one. But that's just a good clarification from them. If you have the fast enough internet to do it, I guess it's cool. Yeah. I'm still not like sold on it and this is not something I'm looking forward to. But as we say, options are options. I'm open minded to this. I'm, yeah. I don't know. I think it's kind of we weird. traveled more, it would make sense because the coolest idea is ooh. Instead of having, like, if you really yeah. got to get a game that you're, like, really into or, like, we're, like, we want to stream it or something, mm. yeah, instead of having to pack a PS4 Pro into a bag or an Xbox One X or something, you get your little Chromecast in the controller, and then that plugs into any TV with an HDMI output. Uh, so, great for if you're traveling and yeah. stuff, since we're not, and our internet sucks, except for Drew, you could be rocking the 4K HDR here, but... Yeah, but I wouldn't need it. Yeah, you don't need it. Yeah, exactly, because <laughs> you've already got a PS4 Pro and an Xbox One X, so, like, yeah. we're clearly not the market for it. But in but, theory... Cool idea. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Hope it works well. It's one of those things where someone's got to step into the market and start trying before it will be like it's never going to become a thing if no one's out there making those moves. Yeah. It's the same with VR. It's like, oh, well, VR is not quite there yet. We need to wait five more years and then the technology will be ready. It's but like, if cool, nobody but, did anything with but it. Yeah, yeah. Five years from now could be spent learning how to make these games mm-hmm. for that premium miracle headset in five years. Versus starting at square one five years from now. Trial and so, error innovation. Exactly. Yeah. And I think it'll be a nice, I think it'll be a nice entry point for people who have always, you know, maybe been tentative about gaming or having, you know, or took a big from gaming and maybe didn't want to invest in a full fledged console or yeah. something, you know, mm-hmm. find way, a nice way to uh, get them back into that sort of uh, ecosystem. Assuming your internet's up to snuff. Yes. Yeah. That's the big bottleneck. I feel like, especially in the U S in other parts of the world, it's not quite as bad as far as the access to the high speed end of it. And then, of course, every, so many people, you hear people still complain about like their bandwidth caps and everything. And if they aren't complaining about it now and don't know what that is, they'll find out real quick when they start using oh, 4K yeah. Google Stadia <laughs> and their kids playing like fucking Fortnite 120 hours a week. And suddenly they're like, why is our Internet bill like eight hundred dollars instead of like the hundred twenty we're normally paying? Right. Oh, well, you hit the beta, the bandwidth cap. Well, what's bandwidth? Oh, what's well, that fucking evil Google box you just bought for your kid? It's killing all your internet. Anyway, what what do we got next? Well, I would say that's it for the news. You guys want to go ahead and uh, jump into our main topic, uh, video game music. All right, cool. So <laughs> I guess I'll go ahead. I'm giving and- you the eyes because you skipped over. Oh, only one thing that that's I wanted why, yeah. to point out. That's why I said I was like, is that because you said you brought up the Google State? I was like, that that's what you wanted to oh, talk go ahead. about? Yeah. Oh, for the oh, that was you saying yeah, that he passed my over like a couple things. I was like, okay. I just wanted to note it's because you You're guys the don't host. care. <laughs> and also because technically you asked in the pre-show. Mm-hmm. But uh I just wanted to point out real quick that Remedy Entertainment now has the publishing rights to Alan Wake. Mm-hmm. 
and that is their developer I explained to y'all earlier because apparently I'm the only one who cares about Remedy. They're the ones that made the Max Payne games, one and two, not three. They were not involved with three. Uh, and then the Alan Wake series, which do y'all even know what Alan Wake is? Do y'all does that name ring? Yeah, any bells? you've told me about the it. Name rings that was one of the whenever I first got my OLED and, and my Xbox, you were like, you should oh, download I'm, Alan Wake. Yeah, you should download Alan Wake. That's a great idea. Because I'm, it stars, I'm so smart. What's his name? Dominic <laughs> Toretto. Yes, it's a Fast and Furious <laughs> spinoff, but okay. it's a horror story. Or maybe that, no. Is it another like? Was it, isn't game? That, that that dude from Law? No, maybe I'm thinking of the wrong Law. Guy. I mean, the main character's name Not is Lost. Alan Wake. Uh, I meant to say Lost, not Lost. The game's oh. named after him. Are you talking about the voice actor? Yeah, the actor. Oh, oh, I have no idea. I don't know. Oh, I, okay. I, from what I understand, he's someone who's like well known for high quality stuff, but I, yeah. I didn't know his name. Okay, but uh, no, Alan Things. Wake for you, Ethan, is a third person, person, a third person over That's the camera or over the shoulder. Fuck, you got me fucked up. Me. For the edit. No, I know. You know it's the second. I know. I fucked myself up. But you made this. Instead of catching me on the stairs, you were like, ah. She like rolled down. Oh, oh man. Oh, just. Oh, so Alan great. Wake is a third person over the shoulder camera horror game where you're playing this guy, Alan Wake, who is a horror book like writer. He mm-hmm. writes horror stories and short stories and that kind of stuff. And. He's had writer's block for a while, and so he's going off on vacation with his wife to uh, Crystal Lake or something like that. I can't remember the exact name, but it it it, it it's a game that invokes all of these horror story tropes. And I was to say, isn't that a plot to a movie with Johnny Depp? Oh yeah, the whole thing is like you it's might just be little Camp Crystal Lake, which is what? Uh, no, that's no, that's not well. The name of the, <laughs> the name of the town they go to is also similar to the name of the the camp that Jason goes to in the Freddy. That's what the, I was getting at. Yeah. No, but movies. that's that's not what I was thinking of. But yeah, that's the name of the camp from yeah. Camp, but no, mm-hmm. uh, there's a movie with Johnny. But Depp the whole idea is he's does. writing horror stories, and then the first night they're there, things are getting weird. We'll look it up later. The whole idea behind the game is that he crazy stuff starts happening all of a sudden he wakes up things are not as he remembered when he went to sleep and suddenly the book that he had been writing is the story that's like unfolding in front of him but he doesn't remember writing the book this book right and so like one of the collectibles in the game is you're finding pieces of the manuscript that he's lost and it's one of these it's almost survival horror and that you have ammo management to worry about and then the the enemies that come after you are like townspeople that are like have turned into shadows and stuff cool. or like almost zombies, zombies, like even like <laughs> zombos. Everybody's got zombos. <laughs> and so a lot of the gameplay mechanic is essentially you've got a flashlight that runs on batteries that you have to also manage. Right. You course. point the flashlight at enemies uh, to stun them until like the shadow part disappears and then they become vulnerable and then you shoot. And so you're managing weapons, you've managing light sources. Like when you hide under street lamps and po- like uh, you drop flares and stuff like that, those are areas you can, stand in and they won't come towards you so anymore. Light is your friend. In this yeah, exactly. Game. So lots of, it was very noteworthy at the time because it was doing a lot of things with lighting in video games that hadn't been seen in previous generations. Yeah. Is it black and white? No, no it, it's okay. a color, okay. but it's it, a lot of things are covered in shadow. Right, right, right. That's why it would look so good on the OLED is you'd be able to get those perfect blacks yeah. and stuff. Just like a uh, silent Hill uh, two. That's another one that looks so much better on an OLED because it, it mimics like how black like CRT screens could get back in the day. Ugh. Spoopy games. But yeah, I just want to mention that. That's cool. Basically, what that essentially means is that now if Remedy ever wants to, uh, this game came out on Xbox 360 and on PC, they could totally bring this to PS4. Remaster. Uh, and then the other game that they're working on right now that we've all seen trailers for, I hope, because it looks awesome, is Control. Okay. And then they also they did Quantum was. Break as well on the Xbox One. Mm. Uh, you haven't seen Control at all? I mean, I don't know. Uh, Quantum Breaks was the one. Sick. 
Oh, is that what you're thinking of with the guy? Any, any, he plays Billy in the X Men movies. movies. Yes, fucking. Oh, the guy that can control ice. Oh, dates uh, Kitty Pride or whatever. I feel so much better now. He's like the main character in Quantum Break, Hmm. which is also a really cool game, but like really weird because it half the game is game. And the other half is like these interactive live action TV episodes. Oh, I love those that kinds are cut of games. in between. So like you play like a chapter of quantum break and then depending on things you found in the game or choices you make, you get a live 4k thing. That's either oh, 1080p download awesome. or you can stream it in 4k quality on Xbox one X wow. and the story changes and it's like a cop drama. A almost. July stream game. Oh, let's do that. Oh dude, that would be so fucking fun. And it I'll looked, do it. Yeah. They, I'll download dude, it now. That's it. Well, yeah, you should, because even for you, it, it, if you download the 4K videos, it's something abs- it's like almost 180 gigs Holy for the shit. whole game. The game by itself is like 100 gigs oh and it's like I 80 would, gigabytes of cutscenes. I would never put that on my <laughs> It's like everyone making a big hubbub over like Cyberpunk 2077 being like 80 gigs and like everyone's just like uh, Red Dead's like 99. Yeah, I was yeah, about, about to say, say Red Dead 80 and I'm like, sounds about right these days. Yeah. Like, I was about to say 80. That Gears, uh, Gears of War 4. I'd be I think worried was like if it was too much less. Oh yeah, Gears of War 4. That's another. Same with like Master Chief Collection. That's another game that's like near 90 to 100 gigabytes. Yeah, Games are big. <laughs> and they want to move to small ass solid state drives next gen. I can't wait to see how all that works. Solid states are smaller. Well, they're expensive, which means they're not going to have as much space. On oh, them I get what like a hard drive, like a. I thought you could hold more. That was the point. Well, you can fe- like know. feasibly, oh, technically hold more. Yeah, but a hard disk, say a terabyte, that's like eighty dollars. It's still going to be like one hundred eighty for a terabyte solid state today, huh. for the same amount of storage space. Got it. Yeah. So. You like them because they're fast, but they're expensive. But it's, yeah, and yeah. then how are you going to fit Got that it. into a console that has to hopefully You're trading be under $500? Yeah, thing, so, yeah. And then this whole generation was about us being able to plug in our hard drives. Well, if I plug in my slow-ass 4-terabyte hard drive for more space, all those super cool loading videos they can't talk it about where it's like, oh, look how fast this game loads. Unless you put it on an external hard drive and it's going to roll like <laughs> shit and it's going to look terrible. We'll see how all that goes. Anyway, that's all of our tangents. And that's finally the end of the news, Drew. And that's the news. So let's get into the uh, main bread and butter of today's episode. Let's talk about uh, some video game music. And I'll start it off with, uh, I mean, I swear to God, I feel like I bring this game up every fucking episode. But uh, Final Fantasy VII. I I can just be your thing. Yeah, just bring it up. Every I got time. PS3s. Ethan's got Bloodborne and Dark Souls. We can have a tally board. You got Final Fantasy Seven. <laughs> exactly. Do you have the platinum yet? No, I have. I, you well, can't I bring up Final Fantasy Seven. Get the fuck out of here. No. I don't have it on PlayStation anymore. I don't have it on my Switch. Oh, oh, it's all this like weird intermingling, not Travis things that you guys do. Fantasy on a Switch. I have it on my PS4. Yeah. I like I like having those Just waiting uh, to play it. I like having my big RPGs on the Switch. When I can pay the oh, least attention because of the world around me. I am Travis's absolute disgust. <laughs> anyway, Final All Fantasy VII right. soundtrack. It's pretty good. It's, it's really good. It's <laughs> it's long. But they're all long. They're all fucking they're so all long. I was it uh so basically uh, we were in the car and I was like it was like they're so long, and I was like yeah, it's four CDs yeah. a game. It's yeah. also going to be four CDs of music, like yeah. actual CDs. Like, yeah, these soundtracks are huge. You got to fill out a hundred dollar RPG. <laughs> you don't want to listen to the same shitty track the whole time. You need like 50 awesome tracks. Yeah. 
music in Final Fantasy VII still to this day just like blows my mind. And like yesterday, I went to go to the gym and I just thought I'd throw it on while I was on the bike. And even just like the intro, you know, still just like gives me tingles. Just the do 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 do. And then like you blew that, but that's not like singular to seven like they each no, have no. their own theme that's yeah. really similar the final fantasy theme no i know but this do, do, do. Oh, i can't do it either it's slower yeah. than you did it though yeah it's, you're I know right. it's slower uh but uh it's, it's yeah, specifically the one in seven the one when like the backing keys come in i just the ways those come in and they make me feel warm those keys just, are very sharp for seven it's it's very it hits you really hard yeah that's dude good. and it's, it's really just good. like and even by the end of it, like by the end of the song, I'm just like, oh my God, am I tearing up? Like on this bike right now, am I going to be that fucking guy at the gym? It's just sweat. It's, it's, it's just sweat, guys. It's, it's just, just working out my eyes. I swear to God. Um, and like with the remake coming out, I'm wondering like how they're going to like replicate certain sounds that like that they have in like the original that were so like, I guess. Iconic. Yeah. Like, like the two that I have written down, like in the Mako reactor, it's just like. And it's like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I loved, I love that 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 sound in the background, and I'm just wondering how Nobu's gonna handle handle it whenever you know redoing that song. You can find out because this is something we were actually talking about in the car. Where the reason it sounds like that is those the soundtrack was made to use the PlayStation One's MIDI processor. Yeah, I was gonna say MIDI, but I didn't want to sound like an idiot. Have <laughs> like See, roast yeah. Mate. yeah. Trust your heart. Okay? That's, that's the, what we learned from Kingdom the fear Hearts. Okay? Of Travis, right no, there. I want you. <laughs> let's just all be aware of that. You can't be fearful. I just want you to let your heart be your guiding key. Okay. <laughs> and I says that now, but I always mean it. I try never to let the darkness overtake. The Travis light, hates okay? when I tell him he's mean. Just I don't like to be told I'm yeah. mean. I try not to be mean. And now that I know that, oh God, it's gonna be so good. See, that's mean. Wanting to take advantage of somebody's weaknesses. That's yeah, the that's mean fine. Thing. That's okay. <laughs> that's fine. I am the Dark Souls guy. That's okay. Uh, yeah, so they use the MIDI processor to make a lot of those sounds. And then that's what's so funny is if you play like the PC version, I think they fixed it in the latest one or some fan fixed it because yeah. leave it to the fans to right. fix up other everyone else's fuck ups. The sound quality was way worse because they had to they had to record the MIDI tracks and then some sort of weird compression like it's like the difference between like hearing a MIDI processor played live and then trying to fit all of that. It, I don't know the audio side of it, but mm. the PC version always sounded really terrible and they've already done rearrangements of most of the soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, and some of those orchestral performances and mm-hmm. stuff. And then of course, a lot of things like the bigger songs, like one week and angel and things like that were all remade back when Advent children was first yeah. out. Just to be clear, those are all, it is orchestrated, right? It is an orchestra. Yeah. That's a full blown orchestra. So when I'm you're listening to it, I did notice that throughout through the audio, it, it did sound wait, kind wait, wait. of, I'm saying the there's newer versions that are the orchestra. What's on your CD that's on Spotify. That's not orchestral recordings. Oh, okay. Then never mind. Yeah. Those are just CD quality versions of the MIDI. Okay, yeah, because it sounds processor. very, I, I don't want to say chiptoonish, but it does sound no, kind right. of arcadey. That's what a MIDI is. So the MIDI oh, is well, literally, I mean, there's different versions of MIDI controllers. <laughs> but yeah, those old, when you think of like old 8-bit a games Game Boy turned stuff. into a, a mix, an audio mixer. Yeah, I get they, it. they no, did yeah. that because there was specific <laughs> audio hardware where, you know, back then on those consoles and stuff, you didn't have processing time mm-hmm. to make a game run. And then also like decode audio from a CD and stuff. That's why some games that did have 
audio on the PlayStation disc. You could actually like take the PlayStation game disc and put it in the CD yeah, player and could. play music. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Those were games where instead of using the processor on the PlayStation, they just left the games in like wave format, just like an audio CD, which means they didn't have to decompress them. And if a game was too big to fit that, like Final Fantasy VII, there's already like so much world data and the FMVs and stuff. The FMV music had actual <laughs> like recorded audio, yeah. but the music playing when you're out in the world, that's the PlayStation processor actually making those sounds and feeding it to the analog out. So they have done versions of that, though, where they have like the original orchestra score that they compose the music for the MIDI processor for. They have those versions and on some of them there. I, I don't know if every track is like that, but you can go and I think even on Spotify, there's some of the orchestral versions out there. Especially, yeah, like the Final Fantasy VII Advent Children track, yeah. and then some of the Kingdom Hearts soundtracks. They have like certain Final Fantasy themes that they they yeah. rearranged for mm-hmm. that for the cameos and yeah, everything. For the Sephiroth fight and stuff. Like that. So it will be very interesting. That's one of my favorite things about Seven Remake coming out is that we're going to get a dope ass new Final Fantasy VII soundtrack and probably some new compositions. Too. Oh, definitely. But I just I, I still hope that like they at least like throw some sort of homage to the MIDI kind of chip tuneness. Uh, oh you yeah, know, of the original and everything that I love so much. Is there any in any of the remake trailers that we've seen? Because we've seen no. that opening video a couple times. You There's know what? I, I'd have to go back and watch it. I I couldn't I couldn't answer. The sound effects time. are very like action and animated based. Like you don't really hear much of the music really? in the trailers. Yeah, we need to look at that. Yeah, because I think the first remake trailer that we saw was Maybe almost just a remake of that opening train scene where you see the train going around and then there. I meant the gameplay the trailers. Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I just mean because the first, the first remake trailer we got was what 2013, 2014. I say, yeah, I think it's been that. It might have been 2014 E3 because that was the big E3 where they put up the tile screen. You're like, oh my god, yeah. I love PlayStation, and now it's coming out next year, <laughs> six years later. But also, uh, you know, there's a uh, just a just a credit to Nobu as a as a as composer. Composer, thank you. There's there's a song there's a song on the soundtrack for the Honeybee Inn. And that song, I don't know Y'all's why. favorite scene. It's it's just it's the. G- Never mind. I was thinking of something else. I was thinking of the Don's. Yeah, place. you were thinking. I apologize. Of the, I knew. Oh, yeah. I knew what you were going there. But like the <laughs> honeybee, in, the honeybee in music. Like it just it, it 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 felt so light that I felt like I was literally like talking to like some like giant bee man in like a hive or something like that. It 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 just evoked those emotions out yeah. of me, and I just think he's so goddamn good at doing that. Mm-hmm. You know. And like I said, just with the tingling in the beginning and then right there, there's, I'm sure there's countless examples and everything like that. But my last thing with Final Fantasy VII is that One Winged Angel is the best Final Fantasy song ever. I disagree. Debatable. You're wrong. Blinded by light. Debatable. Final Fantasy XIII. No, Final Fantasy. Especially the orchestral uh, the orchestral version of One Winged Angel. Put a list. Put a list of any song from 10 on a dartboard. Just throw a dart. It's better than that song. No, no way. I, I'm with Andrew. Tough is this fucking weird ass industrial intro. <laughs> <laughs> I can't pick a favorite soundtrack except for 13 because it's definitely the best. But all, between all the other ones, that was one of the cooler features of Final Fantasy 15 where you would, when you're driving in the yeah, car, they literally so gave true. you, like, you could unlock every single Final Fantasy soundtrack and use that as the music you're playing yeah, on your bro trips. That is so fucking cool. And that was so dope. That was one of the like my favorite one to put on on there was uh, Final Fantasy XI because that's one that's a game I have not played in years mm-hmm. and there's still to Nobo's credit like there's so many iconic songs like throughout his career that you can put on any of those soundtracks and like 
the times are gonna fly by. Yeah, like it's all beautiful, beautiful music. music. Is, a, is a big deal to the to the Final Fantasy team and everything. Even in fourteen, they have mm -hmm. the orchestrion that you can play all the scrolls that you get from all really? the games, and yeah. and those That's take influences from all the the series of Final Fantasies, from the the trials to the dungeons, anything. Yeah, and going back to Tales of Berseria a little bit, I was literally thinking about this earlier because I knew this conversation was coming up, where there's certain tunes in that that I enjoy and it kind of gets stuck in my head a little bit. But then I thought too, like, dude, this game came out on PS3 and PS4. And my first thought was, dude, Final Fantasy 13 came out on PS3. And that's like such a different scale of JRPG. It, like one of the music was one of the first things that came up where I'm like, this is fine. But like, I'm thinking of 13. This and is fine. I told you when I listen to those songs, it's like, I can recall the exact points in the game where those tunes were used those, those and I can remember the scenes and what I was doing at the time. Like I could tell, like I could listen to the final fantasy 13 soundtrack and tell you beat by beat where we are, what chapter we're in, where, what the story is going, what, what it's doing right I now. I got that whenever I was listening through seven, like, yeah. Yeah. Cause we, Ethan yeah. let the drop the bomb on me that for some reason he's never finished final fantasy seven. No, he's only that barely, a few hours. I barely started. Cause he was like I've gotten past the Mako reactor in the beginning. Like yeah. I'm pretty sure the explosion and that's the, you know, all yeah. that. But we got to like track like what? Six or seven six on or the seven, soundtrack yeah, in the car. He's like, yeah, I've never heard this one before. And I was like, dude, I'm immediately thinking, wait, I think this is the second reactor you go into. Yeah. Uh -huh. And there's this, you run across the pipes and, then and there's you, it's the one of the first times five. you talk with Jesse. Yeah. And then, Oh, and I was like, we started talking. Oh, well, he had he had met Aerith. He had his Tifa. In this. Oh yeah. Tifa's in this one. Cause the tank fight. Is, yeah. We were trying to and that's when the bridge it. collapsed. And I was like, and then dude, that's after so the crazy. The collapses when he falls to the yeah. church of the room. Those through tracks are great at like actual, like his songs tell story. And exactly. like it, they're great at tor storytelling mm -hmm. because you can, the, the sounds, the, the, the instruments they use or what, 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 whatever they're doing, it makes you feel certain ways and emotions that your mind is like, okay, there's probably a bad guy in that room. He's probably saying something menacing <laughs> or like the hero and the, and the heroine are probably talking and there's something romantic going on. Like, you it's know, what's going on pre voice acting. Age. Yeah. You know, what's going on without having to have that dialogue kind just from the tone and setting. Well, yeah. he's also, I feel like he's so good at matching the music with the character's personality. Mm -hmm. Like earlier when you were, when you were talking and you were just like, uh, you'd listen to Tifa's you listen <laughs> yeah. to Tifa things. Oh, this doesn't sound like some big titty girl that nope. fights. It's like, no, but that's not her personality. She's sweet. She's soft. She's caring. She's compassionate. That's why your themes like that. And, and I don't know next, that about her. Cause yeah. I, I haven't played the game. I'm yeah. struggling with whether or not I'm going to have to edit that part out because I don't want to be known as the big titty podcast. Oh, yeah, good true. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of vulgar the way you said it. I don't it's think the I way you wrote it, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I said fist. I said big titty fist fighter or big boobed. I said big boobed fist fighter. Somebody said titty. All right. But no, either way. I, it wasn't me because that's rude. So <laughs> fuck you both. <laughs> But no, everybody has a sorry. Everybody has a theme, and and they they match the character really. No, well. yeah, exactly. And then like the next one on the soundtrack is uh, Barrett's, and his is just like mm -hmm. this kind of staunch, you know, straightforward, don't fuck with me kind of thing. You kind of feel like you're in the bar with Barrett yeah, when you're yeah, like fucking uh -huh. listening to him in his theme because that was kind of like like I feel like when I listen to him, I can literally see the coded up cuss words. That they would do in the Final Fantasy VII games. Yeah, but yeah, Barrett's theme is funny, and it's it's like I want to interject with a correction mid-show. Mm -hmm. Ethan did in fact say, "IDK Tifa's theme just doesn't make me think fist fighter with big tits." 
And then it was Drew. Oh, tits. Okay. Sorry. Who said, yeah, Tifa is a big titty fighter, but that's not her whole personality. And then I, I said, I'm not sure what elements Ethan would like to hear in the song that would get big titties across. <laughs> so... So you're uh, right. Drew was the first one to say. And by the way, it's titties with two D's. I just want to make sure everyone that's knows. That's not how you spell that. But that's how you spell it on the internet. <laughs> so, okay. But I did say tits, not boobed or whatever. Mm, right. We're all wrong. Next one I want to talk about uh, for music for me that had a big impact was Tetris on the Game Boy, man. I love, even though it was had music and Tetris on the Game Boy. Yeah. There's, there's new to me. two songs. They were composed by... Hirokazu uh, Tanaka. Ah, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Very, very famous. Very famous. The one and only. There's two songs on there, Type A and Type C. Type A was based off of a Russian folk song that I'm not going to try and pronounce. Give it a shot. Yeah, come on. Go ahead. You didn't Google it and then have Google tell you the pronunciation. Oh, come on, Drew. Come on, man. Uh, Koro Binicki. There you go. I watched Chernobyl. That sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> type C was a arranged version of French Suite Number no. Three in B minor, arranged by John Sebastian Bach. And I just remember loving those two tracks as a kid. In like, uh, like again, just like starting the game and doing what I would call this is fucking embarrassing, but what I would call making dinosaur legs. So I wouldn't even try like trying to make uh, you try to play the game correctly. I would just try and make like these crazy structures and just get to the top. That's goddamn adorable. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good right there. You can't write that. So that's all like that's all I remember being like five years old. Hey, if it like, makes you feel any better, I'm going to if you, if anyone wants to try to hack any of the accounts I had is like a five year old. The password I used for everything was D.I.N.O. five Dino from the Flintstones. That was my password. I, was I don't Dino. know why five. I know I I always pronounce it that way, but I real I didn't. I think my dad is the one who made the password for me because I like I like Dino what? from the Flintstones. What? I guess I don't know. What the? <laughs> so there you go, dinosaurs all around. Andrew wasn't worried about winning the game. He just wanted to make dinosaur legs. I just wanted to make dinosaur legs, and this is some freaking sweet jams, man. That's where the love of video games comes from. Yeah, man. Really. just five years old, not just. It always goes back to dinosaurs. Good time. Exactly. That's why Horizon was so good. <laughs> Robo true. dinosaurs. Mm, Robo dinosaurs. Game man. of the year 2016. Pretty sure they stole those from my childhood drawings. But yeah, they know. definitely got into contact with your parents, and it's yeah. like we need to hit the well again. And they're out of ideas, and your mom goes. We got you, fam. Tetris dinosaur legs. <laughs> and the head of Gorilla Games was just Drew, like, that's what are it. you doing? <laughs> Making dinosaur legs, mom. Drew, I'm telling the head of Gorilla Games about your dino legs. Mom, don't tell him about my dinosaur legs. <laughs> and then we got Horizon Zero Dawn. Did you take your medicine? Yeah, I took it like the afternoon. Yeah. You're not <laughs> dinosaur shaped like I like them. Sorry, that was something that some kid oh, yeah, said we, on Apex we today. We talked about Literally, dinosaur shaped chicken nuggets on the car ride we here. We Tyson it's dinosaurs chicken. all the way down. Tyson chicken <laughs> nuggets. Sometimes. No, you call them chicken dinos. Sometimes. I you never just want to have that. a chicken nugget yeah. shaped like a dinosaur. Yeah, oh, man. Dude, those are the best. Sometimes you Dinosaurs, do. dude. Game of Thrones? Dragons are kind of like dinosaurs. Don't, <laughs> Game of Thrones. Don't push it. We got to mention Game of Thrones, PlayStation 3, and now dinosaurs at least once every episode. Yeah. You can start slipping them in there. Uh, random fun fact. The creator of Tetris, uh, Alexei Pejanov, the Game Boy version of Tetris was his favorite. <laughs> yeah. It's a good version. Yeah, it really is. Uh, but I guess my last thing I want to say uh, regarding uh, video game music and is that not all video game music has to be like original. Like a lot of, a lot of great games have like fantastic soundtracks, like the Tony Hawk games mm -hmm. for one have amazing soundtracks. Homages. To yeah. Do you, I mean, crazy taxi. Yeah. 
crazy taxi That's offspring, man. Introduce me to the offspring. Yeah, yep. absolutely. But yeah, I just want to go over kind of some of my favorite songs and uh, just bands over through like through Tony Hawk one to uh, Tony Hawk underground. And I think the first one and the most iconic out of all the Tony Hawk games is uh, Superman by Goldfinger. You have to sing it for me. Yeah, oh I, my would, God. I wouldn't it's know that. It Scott, it's that ska song where he's just like, oh, I don't even remember how it goes. Don't you, though? This is the worst research ever. <laughs> worst research you've ever done. You spent three days listening to Final Fantasy VII music, and you couldn't pull up your favorite Tony Hawk Pro Skater song on Spotify or on YouTube. Just to nah. give you a reminder, after <laughs> I, I gave that sweet offspring riff just now, yeah, and his Evangelion intro oh, yeah, last outro. week. You mean outro? No, that was the intro. That was the outro. It was really the last thing I sang before we hit the mics. Oh, I thought you sang the intro for the outro. Though. It's okay. We have documentation of you getting times and space. No, mixed I thought you. Up. No, sorry. I thought you sang the outro or the intro as the outro. Okay, now you got me. Yeah, you're yeah, right. yeah, we yeah. Did. Thank you. Uh huh. We thought you meant the intro of the podcast. I say no, you sang the intro to Ava as the outro. Oh, Drew, when you're right, you're right. Except for when I say Drew instead of Ethan because it's Ethan. Yeah, when, Drew, right. when Drew's wrong, Drew's wrong. wrong. <laughs> yeah, but you know, uh, Superman by Goldfinger, Jerry was a race car driver, Primus, Gorilla Radio, Rage Against the Machine, When Worlds Collide by Power Man Five Thousand. I remember getting See, I'm back. always going to think of Little Nicky when I think of that song. Was it in Little Nicky? <laughs> Hell yeah, it was. Really? What it's, scene? Uh, I don't remember. I just, I just know it's from fucking Little Nicky. <laughs> See, I'll always remember it because I played I, I played Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 pretty much exclusively on my Game Boy Advance. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> could they even fit any of these songs on there? They the could. sprites. They did, did they have the full the soundtrack way. on the Game Boy version? I think so. Holy hell. Yeah. Nintendo are the wizards Definitely. of compression. <laughs> I can't. First I off, I didn't even know there was music in the Game Boy version. I'm pretty sure it, it was. Jesus. Yeah. That's intense. That is a fact right there. That's love right there. Yeah, man. And then, uh, <laughs> I almost want to look that up and verify. I wonder if they just had like a small subset of songs. I want to. Yeah. I go ahead and look it up. You know, prove me wrong. I don't care how much you're the one who's supposed to be doing research here, man. <laughs> This episode, I trust turned, you. this episode just turned into a roast. <laughs> this episode yeah. is a train wreck. <laughs> it kind of is. Blitzquick Bop by the Ramones, Ace of Spades, Motorhead, If You Must by Del the Funky Homo Sapien, which is the greatest song about hygiene that you'll ever hear in your entire life. Imaginary Places by Bus Driver. So I hate to interject again. <laughs> Was your whole idea for this segment... The Tony Hawk part, just to read the soundtrack list. Just the songs that I uh, that I that meant the most to me from when I. Okay, so it's yeah. not like a full score. No, list. Okay. no, no. These are just the songs that <laughs> these are I good. I mean, in the in his these are good. This is a good. These are track like, or list of tracks. Like I recognize two of them so I'm, far. <laughs> I mean, like these are songs that like I specifically remember hearing through Tony Hawk. Okay, I just, yeah, I just wanted to verify. Yeah, imaginary places by Bus Driver, uh, Quasimodo. Yeah, just uh, good stuff. Just to I name feel, a few. Now I feel really embarrassed. So if you guys is there want a to go Spotify and, playlist where we can catch up on all this? I'm sure there, there is. There is a Spotify playlist, but it doesn't include all the songs. Some songs have like licensing issues, but you can find those on YouTube. Those fuckers. Yeah, that's something we're talking about. Music that we love from video games that you can't listen to. That you can't listen to anymore. Mm-hmm. Like the Grand Theft Auto games that seem to continuously get patched after every few years where they switch out the songs on the radio stations. Yeah. Like I know that that was a thing dude. Like most recently was Grand Theft Auto four. 
most of the songs that really? were from the Russian artists because there was a specific like publisher that they mm-hmm. worked through that handled all of the Russian music and like the Ukrainian music from the game. All of those were patched out of the Steam version uh, sometime last year. And so that like just new and some of these are songs that like play in story cutscenes. So the way you remember certain story scenes going and the music in the background is different now. Wow. And that's not the only game that does that. That's part of why those games like the Tony Hawk ones and stuff. That, that's why you're never going to get remakes. You can't get them on digitally. Yeah. yeah. Or, well, they did do that remake of the Tony Hawk games recently. Uh, the remaster of like one through three, I think. I don't remember ever seeing that. The only, I, it was technically a remake and it was like, it was just called Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, but it had levels throughout the whole I, want to I say think one, that's the one. Yeah, yeah it was like it a compilation. On, more yeah, it than came like out a, on PlayStation 3 and it was hot garbage because it added. And it also was missing a ton of songs. Yeah. Because there was a bunch that they couldn't put on there. Yeah, but they also added an element to that game where like if you were to fall from, you know, take a really long jump, you had to hit X before it to land to like brace yourself. Yeah. Which you never had to do before. And it just completely ruined the whole flow of the game. Yeah. And I know uh, the releases of Crazy Taxi after the Dreamcast version, different soundtrack. Uh, really? yeah, lots of weird instances like that. And there's another one well, not long like, ago. Like you said, like GTA five, I think they're constantly changing the song. Oh yeah. They'll probably have to have that, that same thing will happen at some point with GTA five. They'll have to pull it from steam and Xbox or something for a couple days until That's they one can of my biggest pull out the songs of selling records as I had the original GTA five soundtrack. Oh dude, that's such a good one. And those, re- I, yeah. Every disc on there is fucking awesome. Yeah, and they've yeah, they're how many so vinyls cool. was that on? Because that's a long soundtrack. It was well, yeah, because it had the original score and then it had all the radio stuff. Yeah, yeah the yeah. original radio stuff. Because mm-hmm. the the CD version, like if you, it, it's three CDs and yeah, each one they have the score on one, the radio tracks on another, and then the radio tracks, but the original recordings. I want to say it was another. four separate LPs. Well, that's not too bad. Yeah, it seemed like a lot. Of, I assumed it was going to be more because it feels like you need more room to fit all of them on. On vinyl. Yeah. But no, yeah, it's like the first two covered the score and then the second two covered the mm-hmm. tracks and everything. Yeah, that's a that's a big issue with all these uh licensing problems and you know, so many people they want certain games to come on like backwards compatibility on Xbox and all this stuff. And one of the number one things that's keeping people from doing that, and this affects movies and stuff too. There's mm-hmm. it's the same thing where certain movies somehow the licensing agreement doesn't account for having to release this again in the like it's not a one-time thing like people are going to want to buy this movie mm-hmm. and lots of tv shows as well so like e- like even evangelion like we were talking about last week on the netflix yeah they couldn't get the fucking open or the ending the song or whatever it was yeah because mm-hmm. of like some licensing thing for that country exactly and it's absurd to think about that there's just some fucking suit at a record label that's saying nope we need more money for this and if you won't pay it then you've got to fucking take it out of your game or your tv show we were talking about that with story earlier. Like what if when final Fantasy seven remake came out, they're like, okay, you can all use all these music, like musics, but no one winged angel. That one, someone else made that. We have a different license for that. Yeah. We're not paying for that. Mm. You're like, well, fuck that's like the best song. Five or six iconic moments of this game that are just going to have like some other fucking song slung in there. That yeah. It's not going to be what we remember and it's not going to, it's gonna it has suck. the same artistic quality, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, do you guys have any other mentions or anything you want to talk about regarding video game music or your memory? Or you, you know, not want to bring up Def Jam or Def Jam Vendetta? Or, I really, oh, I, I forgot an, about that. I really I wanted to enough, bring that up. I didn't do enough research on it. Yeah, that's it. That that was just such a fun idea, kind of like it, it really like was throwing rappers into a fighting game. Like 
that who would that pitch meeting? That can work? we can we talk about that pitch meeting, please? I've heard a little bit about that pitch meeting <laughs> really? because uh, Jeff Gersman from Giant Bomb has talked about it. Really, and he was on set for like an interview that he was doing when he was back at GameSpot, and I can't remember exact. It was either for Def Jam or it might have been for like Fifty Cent Blood and Blood on the Sand, and he said that he gets brought out there by like Ice T and 50 cent and a couple of other people and i'm gonna butcher this story so if i find if i look it up and re-listen to it i will give corrections next week but the gist of the story is he goes out there and he's doing an interview and like clearly these people do not want to be involved in the interview much less making the game Mm -hmm. but there's like money on the line they know they're gonna get paid off of this and everything and at some point like someone like yells yo so and so is here and everyone kind of like perks up and then it was like clear, basically clearly this is like a drug deal. Like it, like whatever like <laughs> drugs they were accruing for the yeah. evening was this going was on, going down, yeah. and like huge amounts of money were transferred. And Jeff Gersman's just over here, like Jeff Gersman, fucking trying to record an audio interview real quick to put an article up on this new Fifty Cent game or whatever. Blood and Sand came out on three sixty. Yeah. I think the oh yeah no the the one that came out before that because I want to make sure everyone knows I never played these two games I just remember hearing a lot about them and they're kind of like cult classic at this point no I I definitely played Vendetta I never played the sequel but Vendetta was no we we moved on to Fifty Cent oh I'm sorry see that's what happens when you get your nose in your phone I'm sorry I was trying to do a little bit of no I played the shit out of Social New York for Def Jam I bought the hell out of that game that game was dope I don't know if I played Vendetta. But I know yeah. I played Fight for New York. I didn't play. And Fight actually, for New York, we were talking yeah. about this in the car. I want to pull up the roster real yeah, quick. Yeah, there's a great roster. Yeah, because all I remember mm-hmm. is definitely Redman, Method Man, yeah. and then Fifty Cent, obviously. And mm-hmm. they had like a large group of people that were signed to Jeff Dam, Jeff, Jeff Dam, <laughs> Def Jam labels <laughs> at the time, and most of them since you know I think Def Jam is. I don't even know if they're still a label company anymore because i don't know i don't think so you know, i don't know really about that stuff from Def that's Jam not my uh that's not my def jam records that's not my network yeah. of expertise Pretty sure they're still around i don't know i don't know don't care but uh <sighs> yeah let's let's get a list of that because like who else had to have been on there uh you said t-pain in the car or so something but i don't think he was in blaze there. what who that's Method Man. He play, but oh, he plays oh, okay. a character named oh, Blaze. Oh, I thought they played themselves. Okay. Some of them do. Busta Rhymes. Sam. Busta Rhymes. Yeah. <laughs> Carmen Electra. DMX. Wow, really? Is DMX in there? Danny Trejo. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Joe. Fat Joe. Okay. Flavor yeah, Flav. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Oh, beat the shit out of someone with a clock. Nice. Ghostface Killer. Yeah, I expect that. <laughs> Henry Rollins, whose character That's model looks hilarious. Ice T. Ludacris. Red Man. Sean Paul, Slick Rick, Warren G, and Exhibit. And uh, that's the end of this list I found. <laughs> so quite the lineup. That's a great Came lineup. out in 2004. Wow. Henry man. I'm surprised Carmen Electra managed to get her oh, on that's there. That came out on the original Xbox, not 360. Oh. It might have come out on 360 as well, but I'm seeing the box art right now. It's right. the Xbox. Fight for New York remaster win. <laughs> right? When are Nobody's we taking like a team from an MLB game and been like, hey, you guys want to play poker at a table or something? And we'll make a video game out of that. Like, it's just a weird. There thing. actually is a really interesting poker game called Poker Championships, I think, that was by Telltale Games. Uh huh. That has a bunch of random characters from different franchises. From their Telltale games? No, not just them. So, like, one of the characters is Wait, I think Brock I heard about this. from the Venture Brothers. I did hear Whoa. about this! And, like, what? Sam and Max from the Sam and Max games. That's cool. And what? What's his... One of the guys from Penny Arcade. 
Oh man, I haven't looked at the arcade in a long time. It's this weird. Yeah, I don't remember. If there's a story mode or well, not, but they, it's just this amalgamation of didn't characters. Telltale do a Penny Arcade game, or was that not Telltale? No, well, I, I know Penny Arcade had a video game. But, yeah, they had yeah. like a two-part RPG thing. I don't yeah. remember who Did developed it, right. that. I, I, I definitely it was not Telltale. Yeah. <laughs> That's still those cool, are just not though. the kind of games. That yeah, they did. I remember seeing like pictures of that online and just being like, "What is that?" <laughs> you know? Oh, because I think uh, the devil from po- Powerpuff Girls was in there as well. Oh God. Yeah, <laughs> weird. Talk about a company with some weird ideas. For That's a crossover. Yeah, uh, licensed games. So, is there anything else you guys want to bring up, music-wise, or anything like that? Final Fantasy Thirteen is still the best. Eh, I think you're it's wrong. Good. Final Fantasy Seven. One fine. wing it's fine. Oh, it's fine. It's uh, fine. So, what's uh, you guys want to go ahead and call it to an end? Yeah, wrap wrap, wrap this episode up. We had two hours yet. Nope. What are we at? Hour forty-five. But I don't know how much I'm gonna have to cut. Right. Yeah. As usual. <laughs> It might, uh, y'all are missing out on some good stuff, by the way. Like I, I said, want, with more one day when we release full unedited episodes, it's gonna get weird. Yeah. <laughs> and I got them all archived too. I, I gotta throw good. them up That's one good. day. Oh, yeah. But to make sure that we can maybe put ads on stuff one day, yeah. <laughs> we gotta make sure that we're not, we cut out some of the really bad stuff. Buy Quip. Buy Quip. <laughs> don't buy Quip. Whoa. They don't pay us. We'll just throw out some plugs. Ethan, you wanna plug anything? Uh, hopefully, I'm gonna start doing some more Twitch streaming on my PlayStation 4. Some Souls Bjorn streams and so was that episode week three now that you've promised that you said we're gonna do some more streaming soon. Yeah, I'm working on it. Yeah, yeah. So, What's uh, the holdup? Uh, just time, just time. You know, just gotta, time. Gotta played gotta video games yesterday. 30, 40 hour week job. All you gotta do is hit that share button. That's true. I guess share the I share guess, with the people. I guess that's true. I guess I don't need commentary. Let the game. I mean, for as much as you itself. played that, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true. But also, my Twitter and my my Instagram are same. All Souls Bjorn. I hope I I got that tag for most of the good stuff. So, what about you guys? Uh, Travis, you got anything? Man, I've been thinking about fried chicken sandwiches a lot lately, <laughs> and so just do yourself a favor. Let me live vicariously through you. Go to your favorite fried chicken place. And get a fried chicken sandwich. Go to KFC. Get that some Cheetos. pickles and some hot sauce on it. No, don't get go that to Cheetos KFC. chicken sandwich. No, I said <laughs> good fried chicken. Okay, <laughs> don't fuck you. That's not even funny. Cheeto dust. Get oh, no, out of here. It's not Cheeto dust. They put like actual Cheetos on this. Oh my fucking god, sandwich. that sounds terrible. Give it to the creators of the Double Down. Oh, oh, oh god. god. <laughs> there was a time when I, I think Ethan felt like he had something to prove. Because <laughs> I remember when the double downs came out. I've never had a double down. Bullshit. Have I had a double down? Bullshit. Have I had yes. A down? <laughs> Absolutely. I have to take your word for that one because if I did, I don't remember. Yeah, he's it calling you out pretty confidently. Must have not been pretty good. You could have, maybe you just like passed out or something afterwards <laughs> or had to block you went into out just the aftermath. Because I remember when double downs came out, the whole I world collectively sighed and just was like, that sounds disgusting. And Ethan was like, <laughs> On board day oh, yeah, one. No, I was excited, but I never actually had one. Unless I'm, you saw me eat one. I'm pretty sure you did. because We talked about it at least one yeah, this years ago, though. I was really I, excited about it because the idea was just like one of those indulgent, crazy things. Epic meal time was a big deal at that time. But the I, way, don't, I don't actually think I ever ate one. Because I don't you think consume you can, fast food. I feel like you definitely picked one up. I don't think I could once. ever. They Every time I went to KFC, I don't think they ever had them. Which didn't make sense because it's just two chicken breasts. Yeah, I don't know. I honestly don't remember if I ever ate one. If I, I did, probably was just. Bleh. I'm gonna take a bet and say you had it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I know. I remember they did have one with like mac and cheese on it or something at one point. Oh, God, no. they tried different variations to make it work, just and it just never don't worked. Eat at KFC. Well, yeah, I don't know about it's that. Easy. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want fried chicken, 
Make it yourself, There's I so guess. so many better places. Yeah, I would make it mm. yourself. Nah, I don't like breading things. You know what's rough? Okay. Well. Breading. <laughs> I like chicken tenders. I yeah. make great chicken tenders. I hate breading things. It's such an it's such a chore. Think about it. You got like used gloves. Or do you no, mean that's like not the, what I mean. the how many I mean dishes the act, it makes? Just the, the whole process. You got 24 chicken tenders. Oh, yeah. Dip it in the egg. <laughs> you're doing a flour, double. You're doing yeah, a double you, egg you toss. Egg wash, and then you flour, you egg possibly wash, bread you toss crumbs. again. Yeah, of course. Yeah, the, the second toss is always a, a breadcrumb mixture with some some seasonings and stuff. Mm. You want to season the flour, of course, as Italian well. Bread but that's sauce. a lot to do. Plus, it sounds simple, just like Crash Team Racing, but you realize that chicken tender breading is the dark souls the of, of cooking. And <laughs> I wouldn't say that. You, you got a wet hand and you got a dry hand. You go in knowing that's what they are. Well, that's what I say. Use gloves for that. Inevitably. All right, guys. Uh, you can Inevit- follow me at Andrew Loves Video Games. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to get my Twitch shirt. What the hell? I'm just saying, you go home and bread 24 chicken tenders, and you tell me that that wasn't a giant waste of time when you could have just gone to Raising Cane's and and out of the drive-thru in moments. We were talking about this the other day. We are arguing between Raising Cane's and Chick-fil-A. All right, guys, that was the absent-minded five. See? See? Doesn't feel good, does it? You get onto a roll talking about chicken tenders and someone wants to end out the podcast. Yeah. This is good content. This is what people come here for. I have been told by a couple people. Oh, really? That they don't have any idea what we're talking about when it comes to video games. Oh, no, I've been told that as well. But they stay for the laughs. We rarely talk and about the t- video games. Good times <laughs> and the vibes and the friendships. And if I want to talk about Jimmy John's fucking pickles... <laughs> <laughs> or breading chicken tenders for 15 minutes. Clearly, that's what somebody's coming back for. It's true. So we need to, so we need to lean in. One person's coming back. We need to lean. Yeah, there's one person that's been like, episode five, if they don't say something about chicken tenders, I'm out. And then now <laughs> like, I've I'm got done. I've, I've got given the this hook. four episodes. They've talked about video games and giant robots. You I want out, my dude. chicken tendies Episode talks. five was your jam, yeah. and now they're gone. That's yeah. why I want to talk about chicken tenders more often <laughs> to make sure that we're keeping those people happy. <laughs> got to keep the got to keep the whole subreddit community of our tendies happy. Of oh, our tendies. I heard hard tendies. I heard Arby's. <laughs> you always hear Arby's. Arby's. So good. When the commercials go and they say, "We're you're," I'm thinking Arby's or whatever. Are well, you no, always? What are you talking about? It's it's a uh, we got it's the John meats. H. Benjamin talking about we got the meats. That's now. the no, new one. Are was, you fucking wait? That's the only oh, one yeah, I watch. The new one is yeah H. John Benjamin or that's John the H. Benjamin. Only one I watch now. The what are you talking about? No Arby's. way. Yeah. Not even just a vo- not even like a He's just like a voiceover. Face. He's a, in a chef outfit. Every like, commercial. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Fuck you both. Arby's is awesome. No, but what was the slogan before? I don't know. I wasn't Who cares? thinking. I wasn't Arby's. eating Arby's back then. No. Well, the whole joke was that. You're thinking I am thinking Ar- you're like the only person that's out there thinking Arby's, <laughs> but now the joke is ruined. So, well, I think that we're going to officially end it now. Yeah, fuck it. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can follow me and Andrew loves video games on Instagram. I am working on getting a Twitch stream set up. So once I get some audio issues figured out, I'm probably going to try and stream at least probably once a night for an hour or two, but twitch.tv slash Andrew loves video games. If you feel like checking that out, once I get it up and running, I do feel like checking that out. Well, awesome, guys. It was a fun time, and uh, we love you. Bye, everyone. (laughs) Have a good night.